The history of television is a history of failure. For every television series that lasted years and years, there were dozens that lasted only one season or less. But did they deserve to die? Or were they... Cancelled too soon? Welcome back to Cancel Too Soon, the podcast where we review television series that lasted one season or less. My name is Wim Bibiani. I'm a film critic for Crave Online and Blumhouse.com. Everybody calls me Bibbs. Uh, my name is Whitney Seibold. I'm the low energy one. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a film critic for, uh, for various outlets here and there around the internet, including Legion of Leia, the best website on the internet. Yay! And, uh, and I, I, uh, I'm also the co-host of the B-Movies the podcast. For from whence we hail. hail. And this week on Cancel Too Soon, we're doing something we've never done before. We're doing three different shows all in the same episode because they're all kind of the same show. Mm. <laughs> this weekend, Wonder Woman is coming out into theaters and everyone's like, oh, it's the first live action Wonder Woman except for Linda Carter. And I'm like, no, 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 no. <laughs> there were three failed pilots for Wonder Woman they've throughout tr- the decades. They've been trying on Wonder Woman for a long time. Yes, they have, and they <laughs> couldn't crack it, and they're all fascinating failures, and we wanted to talk about all of them together, because I think they form a great context. Yeah. We're going to talk about the movie as well, so yeah, hopefully you've seen that, that too. Big piece of crap film. Shut up! I loved it. <laughs> that's not funny. It is funny. That's not it's, funny. It's you're, just tasteless. You're 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 I, tasteless. I just you have, have a, no taste. I just have a better sense of humor than you. That's all. That's probably <laughs> true. And to join us for this podcast, we wanted to bring a Wonder Woman expert. Uh, a, a woman I've worked with many times before on shows like Most Crave, the founder of Legion of Leia. She's an author, a host. Uh, she's, frankly, a feminist leader in the geek movement. Uh, Jenna Bush. Hello. Yay, Thank you Jenna. so much. Jenna, Thanks for having me. also been generous enough to publish some of my scribblings from time Your scribblings time are time. wonderful, oh, and well, I love them. It's very sweet of you. You yes. may write all of the things. <laughs> <laughs> Jenna, how, how are you? How are you doing? What have you been up to lately? Oh, God. Um, a lot. Because um, so- you are a guest. I'd fly. <laughs> I work a lot and don't sleep. Um, yeah, welcome to my world. Yeah. yeah. So, um, I, no, I, I have mean, a two-year-old son. Yeah, you don't sleep either. I have a cat. I have three cats. Ooh, you win. But they like to sleep, so we're, we're good. Oh, that's good. Our, my cat wakes me up at 7 a.m. every morning on the dot. Oh, no. And then sleeps the rest of the time. Yeah, like a little jerk. Where is he? <laughs> he's so Sergio! Sergio, you can come sit on my lap. Oh, You're a monster. Oh, look, he's vomiting in your shoes. Right? <laughs> is he really? That wouldn't surprise me at all, actually. <laughs> um, but no, I'm, I, I do a shift for, uh, a new shift for Coming Soon. I, I write for ComingSoon.net. Mm-hmm. Um, Legion of Leia, of course. Um, I've been, I do the Legion of Leia podcast. Um, I've been writing um, chapters for a series of books called the Psych Geek series, one of which was uh, Woman, Wonder Woman Psychology, hmm. which I also assistant edited. So I have spent a lot of time in the DC archives. That's still available right now, the Wonder Woman, the Psychology of Wonder Woman? Yes, yeah. That you just, can find that on Amazon. Amazon, or? Barnes & Noble, in the stores, online. Um, in, in the store, like you can actually go to yeah, a store and pick it Yeah, you can walk into the store. No, not, I not did that. I was, cheapy print-on-demand. No, no, you can actually go in the store and buy it. Yeah, we've got um, we've got Star Wars, Game of Thrones, Captain America versus Iron Man, um, Doctor Who, Star Trek, 
mm-hmm. Wonder Woman, and we have Supernatural Psychology that comes out in October, and we've got a bunch in S- development. Su- Supernatural the series or yeah, Supernatural the series. in general? Okay. No, the series. Yeah. The series. It's the good one. I marathoned uh, the whole thing. <laughs> wow, that must have taken a while. Yes. You, we do a whole series every week, and that would take, what is it, like nine, ten seasons now? Uh, it is in its twelfth <laughs> series. It just finished oh twelve. God. Yeah, so. Good for them. Yeah, so that was a lot of TV that I watched. And, yeah. and 23 golly, episodes. how gay is that show? What, what sort of <laughs> chapters? Now, the one, Psychology of Wonder Woman is it's con- contributions of different writers. Right, yeah. Each writing about uh, mm-hmm. aspects of the psychology of Wonder Woman. Like, can you give me some examples of what people, what you'll find in that book? Yeah, well, the, um, I mostly write um, with the editor, Dr. Travis Langley, and Dr. Janina Scarlett, um, who is uh, wonderful. And she's so cool, she's having a Harry Potter wedding, I'm just saying. Um, so I'll be wearing a cape. Uh, but we, so we wrote... Is it like a- halfway through it, are they going to say the Death Eaters are attacking and they have to disperse? I'm hope I hope so. Yeah, otherwise, are, what's the point? That's not a there, Harry Potter wedding, otherwise. Yeah, I'm that's trying to true. Think there, there isn't a wedding in Harry Potter. Yeah, there is. is there, Book is seven. There? Oh, yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, uh, Ron's brother gets married, remember? Yeah, and there's that big Fleur. wedding party. Oh, right, the one, yeah. that, the, the one that suddenly exists out of nowhere that's, as, like, a key player they were, all of a sudden. Working, they know, were a character yeah. in the books, and they for, they didn't know they'd be important until, like, oh, by just, the time the seventh book came out, oh. which is always just sort of just like, JK, fucking tell these people. Come on. Please. Yeah, but and they, they, I remember they gathered him together, and then there were all of a sudden like there was a room full of shirtless Daniel Radcliffe's, and I thought I was dreaming for oh, a second. Oh yeah, I think, like, I think yeah. you may have been dreaming that one. No, no, when they all take the Pelagius potion, oh, and they, that's and they have right. to dress, yeah. so they all like all these Daniel Radcliffe's undress in front of one another, mm-hmm. and like mm-hmm. all of all that's of the, he, the Potter girls are like tittering like that's crazy. That's how we got the big inequus. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> um, but yeah, so the chapter. Um, yeah, so we uh, this, no, we worked on um, a chapter about um, super, being a superhero and compassion, mm. Um, mm. and it's because we we do a lot of stuff about you know PTSD. We do a lot of stuff um, in the in the different books mm. about um, compassion and compassion therapy. Um, and yeah, it was really it was a really interesting thing. I also got to interview Susan Eisenberg, who's done the voice of Wonder Woman for a zillion different animated series, cool. mm. um, video games. Um, so yeah, I got to I got to talk to a lot. Of people. Was she was the cool. voice of Wonder Woman in the Justice League animated series. Was I that, that was one. Yeah, yeah, that okay. Because it was Carrie Russell in the animated movie, right, right. which was also really good. Yeah. And even though it wasn't like a pilot for a series, and not reviewing it here, you should totally check that out. Yeah, I love that. That's a really good movie. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Nothing, okay, nothing, yeah. okay. You good? Carrie Russell. Good. Carrie Russell. Yeah, everyone right. likes her. Yay. <laughs> yes. Good. I Americans. That. Yeah. It's good. Time. Also, yay for Susan Eisenberg. She's yeah. awesome. She's really cool. Awesome. Uh, so, so, so buy that book, everybody. Buy, buy that book. book. Yes, buy, buy my book. book. <laughs> I won't make I, any more money off it, but don't, it's don't and don't read anybody's chapters, but Jenna's. Just, just, just mine. No, actually, it's really cool. <laughs> I also wrote like a sidebar about um. I don't know if you know, but Wonder Woman was on the cover of Ms. Magazine in the early seventies. First yeah. issue, right? Yeah. Um. And so Wonder Woman for president. Yes, and she was on again then for one of the anniversaries. But the, I talked to I talked to the magazine and they let us use the cover so Ooh. I can talk about it. Um. And it's really interesting that Wonder Woman has. Pretty much reflected every decade that she's been in and where women were at the time. Can we talk about, like, because you're a Wonder Woman expert. I know a bit about Wonder Woman. Whitney is a total noob. You've seen more Wonder Woman in the last day than you ever have before in your life. That, this, this, this is true. I ne- never, <laughs> never even touched a Wonder Woman comic book. Oh. And, um, I recall seeing some of the Linda Carter series as a child yeah. because uh, my sister liked watching it. Yeah. I remember the Invisible Jet more than anything. Oh, yeah. Which, which isn't, yeah. isn't in Mine's any of... Mine's parked outside. <laughs> you, nice. ne- you, you can't never see know. It, but... <laughs> And I know she had bulletproof wrists, and I read, like, mad parodies. That's about as yeah, far as my yeah. education on, on Wonder Woman has gone. Uh, when I asked you, William, to describe Wonder Woman to me, I thought you were making it up. I thought you were having me on. Her origin <laughs> is a bit muddled. Yeah. Uh, it's uh, a little like, muddled. What, what she was, um, 
my ideas of Wonder Woman were completely wrong. And <laughs> what did you? I'm and now about I've seen this. four Wonder Woman mythologies in 24 oh, hours, and my I, my eyes are crossed. <laughs> I feel like I've been drowning in Thor. And we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna have Jenna uh, explain to us the actual history of Wonder Woman for a second. Mm-hmm. I'm a fan. I read the comics mostly in the 2000s. I was a Marvel zombie as a kid and a mm-hmm. DC werewolf as an adult. And, <laughs> uh, and I saw some of the Linda Carter show, but most of my knowledge of Wonder Woman was from the Greg Rucka series right. and from Justice League, mm-hmm. right. uh, the animated series. Uh, but I'm very curious, and your uh, the opinion of an outsider is really valuable because <laughs> everyone's an outsider at some point. We need yeah. to, yeah. you know, if, if a character's going to last, you need to bring in and, new. And I know new a, a lot of people are really fond of Wonder Woman, yeah. yes. and I, I know nothing about Wonder Woman. It's, it's like what was when, your... when I went into Green Lanterns, like somebody's like, "Hey, and this is what Green Lanterns about," and my only reaction is, "This is really stupid, guys." <laughs> On paper, Green Lantern is really <laughs> stupid. Green Lantern yeah, is, yeah. is not like wrong. the dumbest thing I've ever seen. It's, it's a miracle Green Lantern has ever worked at all. But I'm yeah. very, very. Curious. I don't think it works at all. Well, in the movie, it doesn't. Comic, he's great. Now, yeah. Here's what I'm going to ask Whitney before we get started. You. Shut up. <laughs> Shut up, you're ignorant. Shut up. <laughs> okay. I went crap, too. What did you it. think Wonder Woman was before the last so 48 hours in, or so? In, in my mind, here's what Wonder Woman Wonder Woman was, uh, it was like a Tarzan story. Like, huh. I, I don't know where I picked this up, but uh, there was, like, wealthy people crash-landed on an island of, of like, super-powered Amazon. Or, I don't That's know exactly what they were. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but instead of being raised by apes, she was raised by these Amazonian princesses. Uh, and I didn't think there was anything, like, supernatural at all. Just, it's a tribe of Amazons. Uh, and and yeah. they're, they're okay. just good fighters. I don't know where the lasso of truth came in, other than I know the creator was into bondage. There's and, more to uh, that. There's way more than that. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I yeah. just, I mean. But that's what you hear yeah, because yeah, yeah. of the, the secret history of Wonder Woman, which you t- is a you tie some, you t- book Well, I mean, but mm. you tie somebody up and they tell the truth. That's like Oh, no, bondage there's bondage. Thing, there's so, no yeah. question and about that. And to be fair, uh, William Molston Marlton Marston. Molten Marston. I always want to screw it up. He also invented the lie detector. Yeah, part of his research was it was used to create He created the polygraph. So he has a thing about the truth as well. Yeah, but early on, the lasso was not used specifically for truth. Mm. Um, that mm. was sort of a later, a later tradition. A, 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 a big, strong woman tying you up, though, and, and there was a lot of definitely a, well, a bondagey thing. Well, he believed um, he had a very interesting view of women. It was pro- very progressive for the time. Now it's still a little out there, but, yeah. but it was progressive for the time. <laughs> yeah. well, um, progressive, not just weird. So, but just so you, you, like he lived, he was married to this woman Elizabeth. And their girlfriend Olive, and they all mm. lived together, and they uh, both women had children with him, and they were a uh, they were a poly family. Mm. Um, so obviously that was a huge deal for the time. But his wife suggested when he was going to do a superhero, his wife suggested that it be a female superhero. Well, how 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 was he working in superhero comics before this? He like, was, what else did he invent? He was asked by DC by was DC Comics. Uh, yeah, he was asked by DC Comics to come up with a new superhero for them. I think because Superman sales were flagging because of bad press for yeah, World War II, so, yeah. weren't the Nazis trying to like? Like subvert Superman, as and far like, as I've heard, and yeah. the, the phrase "Superman" was taken from a German writer, although well, yeah, that, and, yeah. and that, but they were Friedrich Nietzsche, whose whose yeah. works were being like repurposed by the Nazis, at yeah. The time. But he was also created by Jews, so yeah, like yeah, there's yeah. there's always this this irony in Superman that he was created by Jews to be a, uh, a coded Jewish superhero, but he also represented the the sort of Nazi ideal of the perfect human. Which is sort of ironic. Yeah, and it's an immigrant yeah. story. It's really interesting. Uh, yeah, it's really weird. Oh, wait, I guess, I guess it, it, Wonder Woman is too. 
Yeah, but, but uh, yeah, so they wanted to do a, a better Superman because yeah. Superman wasn't doing that great at the moment. So yeah, he was going to do Wonder Man, but his girlfriend said, why not do Wonder Woman? Well, his Woman? wife said that, and then Olive was used as a physical model for her. Okay. Um, and his view was that um, submission was uh, the best thing that you could do, and that he believed that women would run the world, and that if they did... Um, that everything would be peaceful and kind, mm. which, you know, it's mm -hmm. progressive for the time, as I said, weird now. Um, what well, else, also, it, it's a little odd because Wonder Woman's not a pacifist. She's no, constantly holding no, weapons but she, and stuff. I, I appreciate that bows and arrows are sort of the preferred weapon for women in m much of mass media today. You look at Brave or The Hunger Games, right. it's always bows and arrows because those, I guess the arrows are, but it's not a phallic object. It's not so a phallic object, yeah. But but there is and, something and I, to that too as far as ranged weaponry because if you mm. are a smaller person mm -hmm. and you're not physically strong, though Wonder Woman is, if you're not physically as strong, often you use a way uh, this is years of, of Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> uh, yeah. So you can no you can if you can shoot from far away before you and weaken the enemy before you run in, that's just good tactics. Yeah. yeah. Also it, it just could be argued that a bow is like a vaginal looking thing, whereas a, a short sword is that. a phallic bow thing. vagina. Yeah, we can um, say that. It's a bow yeah. vagina. Bow vagina. Mm -hmm. And and I do love that in the Don't new, make that into a shirt. In, in the, it's gonna be a shirt. You know no, it's gonna be a shirt. Okay, Someone's fine. making that into in, a shirt. In the new right. movie that symbolism of the sword comes into play and what happens to that sword is pretty pretty significant. But also, going back to the bondage thing, I think another thing that people don't always associate, the thing that a lot of people see the early Wonder Woman comics, mm. and oh, one of her weaknesses was if she's tied up by a man, she's helpless. Mm. Which, okay, fine. It's but like, very bondage as well. It's very bondage but it's also very indicative of the symbology of the early women's rights movement. Right. Mm. They would chain themselves to public places yes. in order to raise awareness mm. of women's suffrage. Uh, that was a very visible image, and you could see a lot of political cartoons yeah. mm -hmm. at the time about all oh, these women doing this, and Wonder Woman no, was kind so of using empowering and taking it back. Political imagery. Right, yeah, right, yeah. Working it into her myth. And it's interesting because if you look at Wonder Woman when she first came out in the 40s, mm -hmm. she came out in 1941, um, and, and was quickly given her own comic. So she appeared in a comic as, as a side character and mm -hmm. was within, like I believe it was a couple months, was given her own comic book, which was yeah. unheard of. So, yeah. um, so in the 40s, she was very powerful. She, you know, Steve Trevor was her love interest. Rose, Rosie the Riveter, yeah. Yeah, and Steve Trevor was given blonde hair because that was supposed to be slightly more submissive looking to a brunette, and he believed that that was, a, that was really important. Um, and, you know, he'd say, hey, doll, when are we getting married? And she'll say, when truth and justice prevail. It, that's <laughs> that quote. So but, never. So, yeah. So then, but then when, in the 50s, when you have everyone home from war, she very much changes and it becomes a love story comic. Mm -hmm. She's constantly pining after Steve Trevor. Um, it put women back in, and I'm using air quotes since you can't see, their place. Yeah. And But then in the 60s, it was really interesting because she, during this time, this is one of the um, the pilots we'll talk about it took place mm. during this time. This is 67, um, the first pilot we're going to be talking 60, about. Yeah, but I think she's referring to the 70s when yeah, she has that, no powers. But it started, yeah, in the late 60s. But that was the, the power where she sort of became an Emma Peel character. They took away her powers. She became a martial artist. Mm. Um, and it was, and she ran like a clothing store. Yeah, she was an entrepreneur, just, uh, which would be a factor in the David E. Kelly version. Right, yeah, and then... Like, where she has three identities in the David E. Kelly version. Oh, God. Oh, David E. Kelly, um, what did you do? Don't know. So it, bad. Um, we'll talk about it. You know, it's, 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 it's a neat idea. It's yeah. a neat idea. Maybe not for Wonder Woman, but no, I still think that's a neat idea. No, but it's... There, but it's interesting because at that time they were they were actually about to do a comic series and actually in our book we we talked to the artist who did this but they were about to do a comic book series ba um, or a storyline based on um, an abortion clinic mm. 
And oh, this wow. was when she <laughs> had no powers. They stopped it because of the Ms. Magazine cover. Basically, Gloria Steinem's like, hey, hey, Wonder Woman, big symbol for women. How about you give her her powers back? And they did. Uh-huh. So, you know, you see, and then, you know, as the, the decades go on, you see her power change and what you see it reflected in her costume. When she wears pants, when she wears bike shorts, when she's... Oh God, the bike shorts. Yeah. Remember, remember the black costume she had yep. in the 90s, which was really yep. revealing and weird? Yep. And yep. you're like, yep. why? Yeah. Superman was blue, Wonder Woman woman look like a fitness biker uh-huh. I think like, we keep coming back though uh, with this new movie notwithstanding we keep coming back to the Linda Carter look with yeah. the, the, the sort of little the starry panties and yeah. the, the eagle across the breasts and the yeah. tiara typically so that's, that's kind of the, the default Wonder Woman typically right. uh, for superheroes when did that come into being that was always there that was always there was um, like she had a skirt in the beginning and mm-hmm. then it became the sort of the sort of like bathing suit bottom, but the basic look was always pretty much yeah. there. She would she would waffle between sort of the swimsuit look and pants mm-hmm. and a skirt. And I really like the current look they have now, which is yeah, sort of the too. warrior, right. you know, gladiator uh, pants dress. Yeah, yeah. Also the the, yeah. the the Xena warrior princess look. Yeah, it's yeah. a good look. Yeah, I like that. It looks it looks it gives the effect strong. of having the skirt mm-hmm. without seeming you know. It's feminine for its own sake. It, it, right. it, it can be cheesecakey, but mercifully, this new film is no cheesecake whatsoever. Yeah, I appreciate not at all. It. So, um, very briefly, as briefly yeah. as you can, okay. Uh, maybe give one sentence okay. to each one of her origin stories, because oh, I know there's multiple ones. Well, it's it's actually pretty easy, even without doing it sentence wise. Right. Or in you know, one of the main one is that her mother Hippolyta wanted a daughter so badly. That she created her out of clay. So she she is a Greek goddess. She's, yeah, well, she's it's and, Pygmalion. Yeah, and and demigoddess I think would probably be more more accurate in terms yeah. of her powers and all of that. But yeah. she um, she was created out of clay and blessed by Aphrodite. Yeah. Um, and that happened then, a lot in Greek myths. Yeah, and then now um, oh, oh I've I've read them. Okay, well, <laughs> yeah, and then now she's she's created out of clay, but that well sort of maybe that's see I don't know how much spoiler I can give here, but Zeus um, brought her to life. So. They're they're all they're different versions. So. Yeah. So yeah. There's versions in which. Well, there is. This, yeah. this is what I was trying to avoid. No, like, but okay. Welcome to it's comics. Real, it's real. So, oh, yeah. Here's what it boils down to. There's a bunch of different subtle variations, but I think it all boils down They're to. Mostly. There's one of two versions. Either she was sculpted out of clay by her mother on an island of where it was all women, mm-hmm. or she was into certain versions. Um, she, her mother was an Amazon and her father was a god, and oftentimes, you know, depending on the different version. Which god is sort of a plot point? Right. Sometimes mm-hmm. it's Zeus, sometimes it's Ares, depending on like yeah. I, seen, I think Ares was on the TV series, or was Ares Wonder Girl? God, it might have been Wonder Girl. It's been yeah, a while. but like yeah, so she's, so that's is, basically is, is one Wonder of those. Girl, two. A young Wonder Woman, or is it a different character? Different character. Okay. Yeah, different. Like character. Superboy is Superman, just younger. Oh, uh, yes. Well, yes. well okay. Never, no, 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 well, we're not, not gonna, anymore. Yeah, no, not no, anymore. no, no, no. Oh God, retcons, retcons. There were two Superboys. Retcons, Superboys. Too many. Anyway, so yes. basically, don't had, call me Superboy. Depending on who's writing Wonder Woman, it <laughs> was one or the other kid. origin. <laughs> depending on who's writing Wonder Woman, it's one or the other origin. Right. All right. Uh, I think the movie finds a good balance, actually. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so, so all, all of this like Greek mythology stuff, demigod, superhero has superpower stuff. Yeah. This is all new to me. <laughs> I didn't know <laughs> yeah, any of this was yeah. real. I thought she was just like kind of like Batman. She was well, just strong and capable. Amazon had, yeah. had like any kind of superpowers. You know about Amazon. And in in 
more than one of the TV shows and in the movie, her central superpower seems to be leaping great distances. She can leap great distances, um, and she, but she's really physically powerful. Like you can yeah. see it, and you've seen it in the trailers where she leaps and hits a building and smashes her fist through rock to pull herself up. Like she yeah. is powerful. So there are versions I'm, of Wonder I'm Woman that have been if, able to fly, but yes. we're not bothering with that I'm in any sure of these shows or the movie. The, and she can smash her like wrist, her bracelets together, and like sort of knock people back several feet. And I'm not sure if that's in her wrists or in her bracelets. Um, it, with the movie, it's kind of both. Yeah, it's kind of nebulous. I'd yeah, say it's both. It's, she's yeah. wearing magic bracelets, obviously, because they can repel bullets and, and, and things. The, and the glow. And I think stuff. she's yeah. hitting them together so hard, she's creating like a sonic boom. Yeah, but also oh. it's her power as as mm. the. How, how could, can could, I? How much spoiler? How, could she do that mm. without the bracelets? Probably. Probably, yeah. Okay. Yeah, but so, it'd be probably yeah. harder to, because um, she like, she couldn't necessarily stop bullets without that. It but wouldn't be a very satisfying sound effect. That's true. More like a fuck <laughs> instead of a ping. And, <laughs> and she she can and she can block bullets, so she can obviously move very quickly yes. and like see bullets coming. Yeah. Uh, if you can do that, why do you need any weapons whatsoever? <laughs> if you can move um, that fast. Well, it depends if you're trying Aren't to kill a god or, or if you're trying to just you know kill mm-hmm. other people. Are you so. trying to destroy a tank or are you trying to punch someone in the face? There's all mm-hmm. sorts of different. Yeah, reasons. yeah. And there's yeah. you know if you, you think about what. She's trying to do, which you can see in the trailers too, where she's trying to draw fire, not necessarily kill everybody, because mm. she's got. When we get to the film, we can talk about her yeah. and naivete about war, and yeah, but but yeah, but she, one of the things about Wonder Woman that's really important is that she's a very different superhero. She embodies the idea of love. Now she's like you said, not a pacifist. Like she will kill. That's mm. not. Well, mm. not she, in the com- except for the one time. She killed. She killed in the There's comics. the ones, and, and that it was, was a big bad. fucking it was, deal. It she, messed she, everything she up. She commits murder in the movie. I'll say. Yeah. That. Oh, the, yeah. Well, it's not murder. It's war. It's war. It, that's, She's that's, fighting. But that, I, I'm just take, saying, it's another di- person's life. That's I, murder. That's I, all I hear okay, about. that's it's one war murder. Okay, you know what? That's different than regular. I think so. I think there's a difference between I don't like my boss. I'm going to kill them. Right. And we're fighting each other to the death in a war, and I won. Why is yeah, it? Why yeah. is it when you kill another man on the battlefield, it's called heroic? Uh, when you kill another man in the heat of passion, passion, it's called murder. <laughs> yeah, it's. But it is sort of interesting that in the comics she does very much try to avoid. But she, her, her feeling is a belief, and this was a big thing in the movie, is the belief in love and the goodness of people inherently, mm-hmm. and which is my favorite thing about the movie. Yeah, I'm, I'm not sure how. It's definitely not in any of the TV shows, but yeah, it is definitely in the comics. In the comics um, yeah. And and sometimes it works, and sometimes it doesn't. Like there's a one. I think that I think it was a. Greg Record one, but which she where she goes to a Middle Eastern country and she tries to save these women from being enslaved and they they're like, Well, cool, but yeah, I'm not really feeling what you're wearing here. This is really you know, it's so it what, uh, have they done the Wonder Woman in a burqa storyline? No, or, no, but right. she I don't think so anyway. No, she saves Or she's like a, around women in burqas, right? Yeah, and they they were not um there was a. Uh, no, they did not approve. In Darwin Cook's uh, New Frontier, they w- took place in sort of the golden age. So, like, Wonder Woman had been around since World War II, and they showed her in the Korean War, mm. like, liberating Korean women yeah. and weaponizing them and letting them kill all the men in the in the village yeah. who were oppressing them. Uh, so, there's a, there's a certain... Cathartic, maybe not... Well, because <laughs> I think... helpful. It's not soothing for me. <laughs> As my own, my own version of feminism, which I think everyone's is, is mm. you know, evolving, uh, is everyone should live together in peace and harmony, but until that happens, we do have to fight for it. Yeah. Mm. 
And I think Wonder Woman's warrior nature sort of embodies that. Yeah. You know, she in, in, in the movie, you'll see her like constantly fr- from her outside perspective, not having lived in an oppressive misogynist culture. Mm. Yeah. She doesn't, people don't know how to deal with her and she represents oh, this God. voice of reason, but she has to fight. Mm. in order to get that message across right. because people aren't ready yet. My, my, my boss, Quentin Tarantino, I can s- just picture the kind of Wonder Woman film he would have made. Oh. A lot of feet. Well, yeah. first of all, a lot of feet. <laughs> yep, yep. But, but yep. A, a lot of murdering of men wholesale. Mm. You know? Yeah. I don't know if it would have been a good... I don't a lot, know a lot of emasculation, perhaps. Let's, um, Maybe some of that. I feel like we got a good, a decent groundwork on Wonder Woman. I feel right. like if you're a casual fan, you know more than Ian did. Let's start talking about the various adaptations. Now, by the time... They finally got around to doing a live-action Wonder Woman. Mm-hmm. There had already been Superman and Batman serials, mm-hmm. short serialized movies that would play in front of uh, feature-length films. Mm-hmm. Some of those uh, Superman serials are terrific. Yeah. Some of them are fun. Yeah. yeah. Uh, there was the uh, uh, television series with George Reeves. George Reeves. Mm-hmm. George Reeves. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I always because Christopher Reeve, Reeve and George yeah, yeah. Reeves. I George always Reeves. And there was the Max yeah. Fleischer Superman cartoons, which yeah. were fantastic also really when they weren't spectacularly racist. Well, <laughs> uh, yeah, there's that. It was a some of them. Some were really racist. The rest of them were great. Yeah. Um, and then in the 1960s, mm-hmm. there was a huge success with Batman, starring yeah. Adam West and Burt Ward. Uh, it embraced this sort of Silver Age, family-friendly, comics code-approved, campy, fun, silly approach to Batman, which is a perfectly valid approach to Batman. I think it was kind of... Well, there was a lot of satire at the time. And I yeah. think that's what was... Like, we go through waves. I think in six in the sixties, definitely, and in the nineties, especially, there was this sort of self awareness to a lot of superhero comics that totally. were trying to take the piss out of the superheroes while they were telling superhero stories, mm-hmm. and I, that's definitely what the Adam West uh, Batman TV series, yeah. one of the best TV shows of all time. By it's the great. Way. Love it. It's so, so much fun. It's <laughs> funny. So it holds up real well. I, I, heard, mustache, it just... I heard an interview with a fellow who wrote a book called "The Boy Who Loved Batman." Was, oh uh, yes, it's Michael Eason. Oh, oh, yeah, that's it? Okay. I, yeah, he's I, I, I went to a Comic-Con yeah. panel with him, and how yeah, he, he, he talks about how disgusted he was with that TV series, because oh, yeah. they were doing something different with Batman that he disapproved of. Like, it was the satire version, he wanted a more straightforward version, and all, every word he spoke was about just how, how awful that TV show made him feel, and how he spent his well, entire, like, decades of his life trying to undo the yeah, damage that this Batman TV series did. But then, he's the reason did. we have Batman movies, because mm-hmm. he bought the rights for very little money, and mm-hmm. worked like crazy to get it made, mm-hmm. and that's why the Michael Keaton one happened, so, yeah, so he's... So the Michael Keaton one, and the Dark Knight Rises, I think he said, were like his two biggest achievements yeah, as a Batman fan. Yeah, and, and he is a fan. He's a huge fan. I, yeah, I, I, I will yeah. say that he knows nothing beyond Batman, it seems. It's you know, like, he does. He totally he does. does. I don't want to get too far down the rabbit hole of Batman because we're talking about Wonder Woman, but I think people... But Some people cling to in their... The, hang in the 60s Batman. Well, yeah. no, no, no. I really want to talk about it. I really want to go through my... Because that used to be my perspective as well. Mm-hmm. I used to hate the Adam West Batman yeah. series. Not because it wasn't funny, but because it had skewed everyone's perspective, not just of Batman, but of comics yeah. for many decades. And comics were very difficult to take seriously in the pop culture medium. I couldn't... I, I, I could lose count of how many... Articles I read in Entertainment Weekly, <laughs> LA Times, anywhere where it says, "Bam, pow, 
wow, mm. comics aren't for kids anymore. Uh-huh. And I'm like, you motherfuckers, <laughs> you <laughs> sons of bitches. No, that's you know not. What? No. Stop that. Stop that. As somebody who read <laughs> comics for a full decade of his life, I can say, you know, with full confidence that, that I read some pretty stupid well, of crap. Course. <laughs> I've also yeah, read a lot yeah. of stupid yeah. books and I've watched a lot of stupid television. Uh, I just it, did that this morning. It was a lot. <laughs> you watched was, a lot of stupid TV yeah. just this morning. Yes, but just there, this morning. I'm just saying, there was a limited perspective and now we have all these other valid interpretations of all of these superheroes, Batman included, dark, funny, meat in the middle, good for kids, appropriate for adults, challenging material, lighthearted material, that now we can sort of look back and just say, yeah, the Adam West one was fine. Now that we have other stuff too. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I, I, I watched the Tim Burton film in 1989, loved it. I watched oh. the, the Batman TV series when they revived it around the time of the, the Tim Burton mm-hmm. film, mm-hmm. and I loved it even more. So yeah. I thought it was really terrific. Yeah, I love the I show. Got, it was great getting the two perspectives, and from the same production team, Yep. And indeed, the same announcer, it turns out, yeah. <laughs> uh, they decided to make a Wonder Woman TV series. This was yes. 1967, the mm-hmm. second season of the Batman TV series. Yep. Um, and they, it was and called... Those are no, yours. You, fin- you no, finished well, your tale. What was the full story? Oh, no, you, you finished your tale. You're, you're giving the origin. What was the, the oh the title? well the title of it wasn't going to be Wonder Woman it was actually going to be Who's Afraid of Diana Prince oh god which is so, that doesn't even make sense it does because no. it doesn't relate to Who's Afraid of Virginia Woolf no. at all no one's which afraid is, of her it implies like, that she's being ostracized which is not a good I'm look I'm afraid of her mother oh her mother's weird so uh, they decided they, to do a, a jokey Wonder Woman yeah they, not not campy sort of like sternly red but you know colorful and strange like Batman yeah. clearly a comedy but an actual sitcom of Wonder oh. Woman and they where she was a single woman living with her disapproving mother who nags now this, and nags why can't you and get nags. a man this pilot yeah. is five minutes long <laughs> and it's painful for every one of those minutes <laughs> because Di- the entire the entire it's essentially one scene yeah. where uh, Diana Prince who is Wonder Woman's real name going back to the beginning is that her real name or is that's she... her that is her, her cover which she takes from someone else her name is Diana yeah she takes the last name Prince when she moves to the modern world okay yeah. So yeah. Diana Prince is now living in an apartment with her her nagging mom, who looks a lot she like do. Minnie Pearl from Hee Haw. Yes. And uh, yeah, she is stereotypical nagging mom, asking why she's uh, she doesn't have a man. The announcer announces that she has uh, like this is I guess part of her shtick. She has like the strength of Zeus, the the oh. speed yes. of Ovid. Whatever. I wrote it down. Okay. I wrote it down. Yeah. So when she finally transforms, and again, this was not a completed pilot. This was like a pitch reel. Mm. They were trying to get it made. They didn't pick it up. This is available online, and you can watch it now. Uh, when she finally does transform into Wonder Woman, she goes into her secret wall Batman room, and she it's, comes it's out. A ro- of her it's costume. like a rotating closet door. Yep. Yep. Uh, there's a there's an announcer <laughs> who says what. Wonder Woman, who knows she has the strength of Hercules, who knows she has the wisdom of Athena, who knows she has the speed of Mercury, who thinks she has the beauty of Aphrodite. And then she stares at herself in a mirror for about a minute while they sing a song, and the mirror is another actor who is they consider to be more attractive than the protagonist, who is very lovely. Yes, she was. It's I really know. weird. But she makes a funny face, so they're trying to like sell her as somebody who is vain but unattractive. So yeah. we get a, a lot of and stupid. It makes, yes, stupid. And the first thing and, and, that yeah, happens and, and in and this pic- yeah. the first thing that happens that, in this that's pilot. William, William Dozier, by the way, who did all the the announcements yeah. for the, yeah. the Batman TV, and he series. produced it, and he also produced Batman. He produced the Green Hornet, which mm. we'll get to someday and cancel too soon. Uh, but the first thing that happens in this pilot pitch, mm-hmm. she's reading the newspaper 
and the newspaper defeats her. Yes, it keeps falling, and it's she's like, oh god, I don't understand. So How does she, she falls over with the newspaper, trying to reassemble the newspaper, falls and then she's and, out of her chair, and she begs her mother to help her. Okay, so think, think for a moment. You're in the '60s. Superheroes are ripe for satire. We're familiar with the tropes, and we're willing to take them down. In a weird sort of vacuum, this approach to any sort of superhero film is hilarious. It's like Saturday Night Live. Yeah. It's like seeing, you know, John Belushi as the Hulk or, you know, <laughs> I, I'm Ant-Man. I can shrink to the size of an ant and keep my human strength. <gasps> Ooh, how threatening. Uh, if, if you're looking for, a, like, a spoof, Watching Wonder, like it'd be like watching, uh, or watching Superman trying to make eggs and just like failing miserably and destroying the kitchen. <laughs> bicycle repairman. Yeah, yep, yep, bicycle yep. repair. It would be hilarious. Yeah. Yeah. Given that there were no uh, Wonder Woman shows before this. Yeah. And I'm sure Wonder Woman fans who are like fond of the comics were tuning into this. It is insulting. Well, <laughs> it's insulting. Well, it didn't get I, released, so they didn't tune into it yeah. at the time. But that's, but again, that's kind of why I brought up the whole Batman thing. It was frustrating when there was only the Adam West Batman because there was only the Adam West Batman in the public eye. He wasn't yeah. selling think, comics very I well. I think comic book fans are a little too concerned with the public eye. Just hang on, the comics. Uh, You're good. <laughs> when, but hang on. When people in the public eye start using the word of the medium you enjoy comic book uh-huh. as an insult, yeah, it's fucking annoying. Now, when it comes to Wonder Woman, I think it's a, it's a similar issue where, yeah. again, we're just going to use this to make fun of women. Mm. This is what you choose to do with Wonder Woman. How insulting is that? Yeah. Well, yeah. And the whole the whole shtick from her mom was like, you know, people are talking around the neighborhood, and mm. you know, this neighbor, she's got three children, and she's twenty six and twenty four <laughs> or something like that, and she's like, yeah, she, she's not married. I'm like, oh my god, stop talking about this. <laughs> well, I, I think not, how do you expect to only, get a husband well, not, flying around all the time? Not, not only is this a spoof of Wonder Woman, though, I think it might have also been a spoof of sitcoms. Yeah. Because uh, you know, we we just watched My Mother the Car, which is. Uh, Oh, the, the similar yes. time, and you know, we we talked a lot in that episode about the nagging wife, yeah. the, the ineffectual husband, the secrets, the mm-hmm. suburbia. You know, all of these tropes that were just sort of floating through sitcoms at the time. Yeah, I'm thinking they were trying to insert Wonder Woman into that milieu to take the piss out of sitcoms in a lot of ways. Yeah, and but kind of, of course, like my mother, the car. It's, it's, it's all piss. It's hard. <laughs> it's so much piss. It's it's all piss, and it's hard to tell where they were going to take it because we only have five minutes. Yeah, so, yeah, and it was sort it of odd. Really, because... It wasn't good about establishing that. Tale. Yeah, and like she has this power, so you know she she is Wonder Woman. But her mom's just like, you see, as you're flying around, and see, I said, go get a husband. When you're and flying around, go visit your uncle. Yeah, and it's just, and so, and then all she does is pose in the mirror. Like, that was uh-huh. painful to watch. She's so like, hurtful. Yeah. I'm so pig. And they're playing, you great big beautiful doll. Yeah, yeah. That's the yeah. song that's playing through that. And then the ride of the Valkyries. I think something like that. Yeah, I was like, "What?" I want to talk about (laughs) why. Do you think she was Jewish in this version? She had sort of a nagging Jewish mother. I think that was. Do you think she was a Jew? A Jew trying to pose as a shiksa? Maybe that was. You think that's the idea? I don't think that's positive either. It's not. (laughs) Okay, it's not positive, but it's you know ties into a lot of the borscht belt stuff that was really hip at the time. Before we move on, I want to talk about the people who were involved in the production. We talked about William Dozier. Mm -hmm. Uh, It was written by Stan Hart and Larry Siegel, who would go on to win Emmys for the Carol Burnett Show. Uh, it was rewritten by Stanley Ralph Ross, who would go on to write the Wonder Woman series that Linda Carter was in. They got better. 
Yeah. <laughs> uh, he was also the voice of Perry White in the Superman cartoon oh, from the 1980s. Okay. Yeah, the Ruby Spears cartoon, which lasted oh, one season. Funny. So oh, we okay. should get to it at some point. Oh. Uh, and it was directed by Leslie Jimmy Olsen, H- everybody's favorite character. And it was the le- directed by Leslie <laughs> H. Martinson. Memorable character. Leslie H. Martinson, who had a very, very long who, career, who also directed did, the other series of Wonder Woman. And, yeah. and Batman the movie. Uh, did he do the movie? And Gary Coleman, for safety's sake. Okay, good. Oh. <laughs> uh, Diana was played by Diana way down (laughs) in this version Diana was played by Ellie Wood Walker whose other biggest role was mime number three in Easy Rider she did not have a long career she only had like she had single digit credits and this was her biggest can't imagine why that is this was her shot um, she was also um, down her leg. she was also Robert Walker's daughter-in-law Robert Walker the guy villain from Strangers on a Train uh The mother, funny you mentioned My Mother the Car, was played by Maudie Prickett, who was in the Absorba the Greek episode of My Mother the Car as the disapproving wife. Oh, yeah. I guess it was the same one. I didn't recognize her. Right? She also was in North by Northwest as the maid. Oh. Yeah. Uncredited role, but it turns out that was her. I, um, I don't remember the maid. And she had a long list. career of mostly small roles. Right. And the reflection in the mirror, did anyone recognize her? No. I mean, I know who it yeah, is. It was Linda Harrison, yeah. Nova, from the original Planet of the yeah. Apes. Um, yeah. yeah. I, I didn't recognize her. I, I looked it up. But. Yeah. I, okay. Yeah. I've, I've was, only seen her headshots. I don't think I've seen her act outside of the ape makeup. Yeah. Now you have. <laughs> you, um, acting. That was acting. So exactly. that, that happened. did no, no, not go well. No, 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 Nova was not. In no, so we're gonna we're gonna I, do this. That, that was a joke. We're gonna do this one <laughs> not, at a time. Not ignorance. We're gonna do this one at a time. <laughs> was who's afraid of Diana Prince canceled too soon? Uh, yes, I wanted to see what the hell they were trying to do with that thing. I did not. I totally like, fine. Like, was, was, I got they, enough what, out of it. I've, I, I'm oh, not God. sure. I, I don't get a sense of what they were getting at. I want to see at least one episode, like thirty full minutes or twenty two full minutes. I don't just think to see I what could because then they would then she would pose in the mirror for like ten of those minutes. Yeah, and I, I don't think oh, I could well, have handled so. it. I, I can't imagine. What, what I it saw being was positive. so awful. I wanted to see if clear, surely, surely they're not aiming for this awful. <laughs> surely they've got something else on their minds. Yeah, but when you look at the other Wonder Woman pilots we we got over the years, you'll see that uh, I think maybe, they were maybe not. I, think sure. were. I don't know if they were actively trying to undermine Wonder Woman, but I think they right. actively didn't know. <laughs> yeah. uh, so then the... F- right, no, it wasn't canceled too soon. Get that thing out of my brain. Wonder Woman was <laughs> off the air. I don't have to air. think about it anymore, ever. ever. Wonder Woman stayed off the air until 1974, mm. when on March 12th, on ABC, right after an episode of Happy Days and opposite an episode of Banachek, <laughs> we got the pilot episode for our Wonder Woman series turned into a TV movie oh. starring Kathy Lee Crosby, famed tennis player and actor who really never took off. She has a lot of little roles in shows like you The Love who, Boat and Shaft, the TV series. Yeah. You know just, you know who she is just because she's a pop culture personality. Yeah. yeah. You do as an actress. She's yeah. famous for being famous uh, after the tennis thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Which, admittedly, she was a great tennis player, so good for her. She's a great tennis player, but yeah, we, we only know her because she was a tennis player who sort of crossed over a little bit. And, yeah, and a little bit. this <laughs> Wonder Woman pilot just really sort of sits there. It's it's just dull is it's, the problem. It's we, we watched torturous. A, we watched the, the pilot for Doctor Strange. So yeah. Do a Doctor Strange. It's not quite as dull as that. Yeah. Oh my god, Doctor Strange is a killer. Doctor Strange is 90 oh. minutes and it feels like it's four hours. It just goes on and on and oh, on. God. Uh, but yeah, it, it's from that 1970s, we're gonna do sort of this detective 
cop show because that's what, what was in vogue at the time. Yeah. Spies as well. Yeah. James Bond was popular and, again. And Emma Peel. You, you said yeah. that Avengers. Emma Peel was really yeah. hot in the comics at the time, mm-hmm. so I'm guessing they were taking sort of those that tone yeah. from the comics yeah. and adapting it to, where, to TV. Remind us where was Wonder Woman at this point in time? 1974. Yeah, that's probably that's after she actually I believe that's after she got her powers. I think back. she got her powers she back was, during yeah. production of this during, movie. Yeah. Is what I heard. All right. Yeah. So, so, but, so, so they were drawing on something that was going on for a little bit. Or that had at least she been going on. She so didn't, people were... And so we have a Wonder Woman, which is more like a detective. She's a little yeah. bit more like Batman in a lot of ways, where she has a secret identity. Nobody knows that she's Wonder Woman. She doesn't wear a mask, though. No, she but you're so distracted by that god-awful thing she's wearing that who, who would even look at her it's face? It's a track suit. It looks it's real weird. It's a track suit with like a long but jacket that kind of turns into a skirt. Yeah. Well, it's, it's one of the, it's like yeah. high-waisted billowy shorts, like the most unattractive piece of clothing yeah. any human could ever wear. <laughs> it's but, really And it's got stars terrible. down the side and she got, yeah, that long triangular thing yeah. with the long sleeves. And then sleeves. I love that she's like sneaking through an alley. And you're like, yeah, and this, honey, no. Bright red, stop it. You can't hide in that. If there is a, I know I understand that she's you know red, yellow, and blue. If there's like a stealth version of that outfit at any point, they they could have done that. I don't think there's ever a stealth. She's never really been stealthy. She's when she has powers, she doesn't need to be. Yeah. In the comics, how large is Wonder Woman? Is she like a seven foot tall bicep goddess? She's not seven foot tall, but she is very tall. Mm -hmm. Um, And it depends. There are certain comics where she definitely stands taller than than Mm -hmm. most people. Some people draw her more muscular than others, but she's always very fit. Yeah. 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 If I were casting Wonder Woman, I would have found a seven-foot-tall actress. I would have found just this gigantic... Imposing presence. Going to get but, the you know. Gwendolyn yeah, Christie. Yeah, Gwendolyn Christie. Yeah, Gwendolyn Christie. Would have been great. She's. I mean, I, I also think like Gal Gadot is is tall though. I mean, oh, she's yeah. tall and she's a. Is she? She seems so little in the movie. No, she's she's, tall. she's tall. She's, oh, she's really tall. tall. Yeah. 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 Okay. We can look up how tall she is, but she I, is. Tall. I can do that right now. She's taller yeah. than me. Um, but she's and she also was part of uh, the Israeli army. I believe she taught well, combat. Military service is compulsory in Israel. But no, no, but I believe she actually taught combat, and she okay. um, she excelled. Yeah, and she's actually only five ten. Five ten. That's still oh, tall to me. They're just tall, but not like but, particularly tall. Right, right. Yeah. But not not seven foot. Not yeah. seven yeah. foot. No, but but she's not really supposed to be seven foot. She's just yeah, okay. uh, she's more imposing and and powerful than. You know, yeah, and well, if you see her like in the Injustice Catholic, video games, like she's super, she's she, she ripped. Like, that woman will break you in half. Kathleen Lee Crosby yeah. is an athlete, but she's a tennis player, so she's yeah. like, like wiry and spry. Very yeah. Ten- Tennis and, players um, are not muscular athletes. Blonde. So. She's blonde. Yeah. She has that feathered 70s not, hairdo. Yeah. Not, not even trying. Not blonde. So the, <laughs> the plot <laughs> of the movie. The, the hair, her hair should not play into the character. But no, I but it does. That if that was, yeah. If that was the she's, only problem, I think we'd oh, say yes. this was fine. No, that was but, so. The, but it's not. Okay. The premise is that she's uh, her secret identity is she's a secretary who has run afoul of uh, Ricardo Montalban, who is <laughs> oh, who, who hasn't run afoul of Ricardo Montalban. Who is this? Uh, I've for, heard stories. For much of the, much of the show is faceless. We only hear his voice. Yeah. But it's Ricardo Montalban. Like, so you know exactly who like, it yeah. is. I, I kept expecting him to like turn around in a chair and reveal he was like. James Earl Jones. I was I like, know. the only way that could be surprising. That would have surprised me. Right? Because it's one of the most iconic voices. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There's no mistake in Ricardo like Montalban. It like a, a comedian. It should have been Cleavon Little from Blazing oh, Saddles. Wow. With like a, vo- a voice box or something. It turns out, hey, baby. turns oh out I'm the God. villain. You know, that would have been great because he's charming and wonderful. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. yeah. He, if you don't know the name offhand, if you're really young, Ricardo Montalban was Khan in Wrath of Khan. He was yeah. the uh, Look, protagonist of uh, Fantasy Island. Okay. And he was in Freak. Yeah. 
destroyed. Fantasy Island was a TV show. <laughs> oh, God. There was that one episode with the panther freaking out his head. I'm just saying. I, I'm fine now. We should do the, we should, someday we should do the new Fantasy Island with Malcolm oh. McDowell. Yes, we should. Oh. Yeah, we should try to check that one down. That was beautiful. Wow. So she's, she is an Amazon, but she has no power. She comes to uh, the world of man where she gets a gig working for, Steve Trevor is like the head of the FBI or something like that. Yeah. They're kind of nonspecific. There's it's a some, spy some agency. Of, some sort of police spy organization. Yeah. yeah. And she's she, his secretary, but he knows she's Wonder Woman, but she still has to do a whole bunch of secretary shit. Mm. And he sends her off on mission completely oh. alone and without backup. Superman still has to do reporting. I'd love to read some of his articles. Like, how, is, how is he as a I'd writer? I'd like to read Superman's Supposedly articles. he's quite good. He's a, he's a good he, writer? Oh, he's a fantacular typist, too. Well, I imagine <laughs> so. <laughs> he's quite good, apparently. Like 4,100 words a minute. <laughs> uh, but, uh, but yeah, no, I just think it's funny that she's got the job as the secretary, and they could have commented on that. Yeah. Mm. Like, oh, but women, blah, I know better, you know better, we have to work within this horrible yeah. system we have, and instead it's just like, and get me lunch. Yeah. Thanks for saving the world. Get me lunch. Yeah, and it's really uh, sort of uh, interesting. If, if he was like kind of a ball busting boss, you know, yeah. he's like, I, I understand you're Wonder Woman. You still got to do your job. Get me coffee. Or if he yeah. didn't, but, but know. he's not. He's if not. he didn't know she was Wonder Woman, that would be okay too. That would make sense. Yeah. But like the the one sort of nod to an attempt at feminism was mm. when she's sitting with this character George, um, and he's. He's trying to seduce Hansen her. Handsome McSeventies hot bod. Oh dude. God, yeah. yes, that's his name. That's totally his name. And he and he's like, I want you to sleep with me or whatever he mm. says. And and she's like, Why would I do that? And <laughs> he's like, Well, I'm, and, and, and then you don't but, find me attractive. Remind like, me again why I need men. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So there was a, a moment. It was yeah. a crappy, icky, creepy moment, but it was a moment. Well, it's like he's just saying he he starts extolling the virtues of having sex with them. She's like, no, no, that's why you want to have sex. Yeah. Why would I want to have yeah, sex with you? What am not I getting interested. out of this? I don't like what you're ordering me. Like, and why would I drink champagne if I don't like it? Mm. You deserve champagne, even if I don't like it. <laughs> the names in this suit in this pilot are really really weird because Ricardo Montalban plays a villain named Abner Smith. Yeah. Which is just if you've ever <laughs> which seen is a, a really guy Latin name. How does he look? Diana Prince. My name is Abner Smith. Abner. What? Sure it not. is. And then uh, uh, his, his name is crony. Raul Gutierrez. Yes. Come on. <laughs> his crony is is played is George Calvin. He's played by Andrew Prine, who I was like, how do I know this guy? Mm-hmm. And it turns out I know him from everything. Yeah, he's, he's never had a big he has been yeah. so around. He was Andrew in Prine. Lords of Salem. He was in Amityville Two: The Possession. He was yep. in the original The Town That he, Dreaded Sundown. He was in The Eliminators, which I always loved as a kid. Wow, The Eliminators is the greatest movie ever made. <laughs> no, I say that a lot. Imagine, the, the, imagine the, the Indiana of, Jones with robots and time travel. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, basically yeah. that's it. Yeah, and, and Denise Crosby and, <laughs> and a ninja. Crosby. Oh, she was great in that movie. And there's a ninja, guys. By the way, yeah. there's, as there should be. Yeah. There an, should always be a ninja. A ninja, a mandroid, and Denise Crosby <laughs> walk into a bar. And, and Indiana Jones team up to fight a time traveling villain. I've sold the movie to you already. Kids TV and film was super in the seventies. I love the eighties so much. Oh god, there's so much commercial crap. Yeah. It was so great. <laughs> so. Abner has this weird plot where he's stolen government secrets. He's going Spe- to specifically color coded books, books that are called around red like and blue books, bright red and blue books that have the names of spies afield. Yeah, and he's going to sell it back it's to the, the government for a shit ton of money. The knock list from Mission Impossible. It's, it's <laughs> the, the plot point from every spy show. Yeah. It's his so silly. His plot involves almost getting his sidekick to almost seduce Wonder Woman for about forty five minutes, and then something involving a mule. Yeah, a the, burrow. The they burrow. call it a burrow. a burrow. Oh, and also 
he tries to get her in an elevator before he tries to seduce her. Yeah. He tries to, like, attack yeah. her. So, they're trying to do the, you know, that always works. They're trying to do the Thomas to run, Crown thing where, like, to he's trying to get her, but they're and, supposed yeah, to be chemistry, to but there's no to, chemistry. No. He tries to run her down in a car, uh, leading to the greatest stunt in in the entire show. Yes. Where uh, the car goes up on the sidewalk. She uh. is sitting underneath an awning. Yeah. She leaps up and, like, pulls herself up onto the awning by doing sort of this backflip thing. Yeah. And that's really cool. Yeah, that was, I was That's the one, one exciting moment in this entire yes, thing. That was that's why I remember. The because then it gets real burrow-centric. Yes. They're hiding something in the hooves of a burrow, yes. and they send it from a secret no. location. You can't think of anything be better to hide something in. So here's well, somebody heard the phrase drug mule and took it rather oh. seriously. <laughs> that. so, yeah. That's a very good point. The money <laughs> is in like the sort of saddlebags on the mule, but they know that they can't put a tracking device in the money, so they put tracking devices in the hooves of, of the mule, and there are mm. actual lines of dialogue where people say things like, the hoof transmitters have stopped operating. And you're just like, <laughs> you just said that. The, That's the, a sentence you said. The hoof transmitters? What is this? Darkwing Duck? What are we watching <laughs> What now? is going on? Darkwing Duck is better. Very Darkwing much Duck so. is much better. Much this. better. Wonder Woman has no idea how silly it is. No, like, I, I almost wish, uh, this first one had too much of a sense of humor. This one has none. It's not funny. None. It's not amusing. It, it it's really serious, but it all doesn't... All of the stuff, like, is acting like it's real intrigue, yeah. but it's really kind of ridiculous. Are snakes actually attracted to bowls of milk? Yes, what the hell was that? <laughs> Bring a saucer of milk also and take off your shoes. Yeah. Why would he take off his shoes? Because the shoes might be loud enough to... This. So the bad guys, thought, the bad guys I was, put a poisonous... I assume the hang shoe on. thing was to sneak around a snake. I thought... People don't know what we're talking about. The... They put a poisonous snake in Wonder Woman's uh, hotel room. Mm-hmm. Now you know what we're talking about. She calls... The snake coils itself around her leg and she just casually picks up the phone mm-hmm. and says... Yes, have a, have room service bring me a saucer of milk and take off his shoes, and if he's here within two minutes, there's a $50 tip in it for him. Mm. I assume no shoes is to not startle the snake. Yeah, I assume... <laughs> now, snakes are uh, what biologists call reptiles, and reptiles don't nurse like mammals. No, they do so not. So they don't drink milk. They That's eat for a meat cat. and bugs and fish, and uh, they wouldn't bring be Bring a mouse to and a fish. Yeah. Like, what? That would be funny. Can you bring me some frozen mice fetuses? That would be terrific. Do you have pinkies in your kitchen? Wouldn't it be great if they did? Like, she... She calls the janitor to see if like they've caught rats, and he actually like brings up a rat. That would have oh been great. God. You'd have to give more than fifty dollars, though. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, you'd need like a really good tip for that. <laughs> um, so the thing with this movie is, so Denise Richards stops him. That's it. That's the whole... Denise Richards. Denise Richards? Kathleen Crosby. Denise Richards. She would have been a good, this version of Wonder yes. Woman. Yes, oh yeah, yeah absolutely. Uh, <laughs> she'd make a good Wonder Woman in a age. She probably would have. Uh, <laughs> Kathleen Crosby defeats Abner, and then that's basically Ab- it. Abner. 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 It's Spanish. Abner. Smith. Yes, Smith. Abner Smith. Sure I am. Yes. <laughs> Whatever I say. Abner El Jefe Smith. Yeah. The thing with this show, and I can totally see why it didn't get picked up, even though, you know, it's, it's got money. You know, they, it's not a cheap production. Yeah. They tried to make it. Mm-hmm. They put some action in here. There's like a Tomax so and Zaymod, identical twin bad guys who are kind of nifty for a moment. And yet, the reason why I think this didn't get picked up at mm-hmm. all is because there's no um, characters. There's no energy no, at all. There's no, no. character. If, no. Energy. I've seen a lot of 70 shows without energy that lasted more than one episode. There's no like. 
arc. There's no character development. She's mm-hmm. just steely and capable. And I'm not saying she needs to show a lot of vulnerability, but can she show that she has interests? Well, you, yeah. You, if you're going to have steely and capable, like in the movie, she's steely and capable, but, yeah. but uh, I think it's she becomes more interesting when she has other personalities to play off of. And, uh, yeah. Yeah, and she has a sense of humor. There isn't sort of like a, a, a Guy Friday, for instance, that, or, or like a yeah. sidekick, or just a friend that she could talk to to offer a fresh perspective. She's just the steely, capable person. And as we've learned from a lot of movies and TV shows, you can't have that person by themselves. Yeah, and it's sort of interesting. There's a lot of, like, her staring at the screen, like, I look at how lovely I am. Mm-hmm. And that, they did that a lot in the, two, in the 2011 pilot as well. Yeah. There's just a lot of, like, looks and batting of the eyelashes. Like, well, God, just do something. Do something. <laughs> well, do more than blink. Well, well, Vanity, that's a... Well, we're about to get to that, but yeah, we'll talk about that in a minute. Part of that character. Right? I yeah. also feel like, and this is something I think the movie does spectacularly well, mm. is that it creates Wonder Woman is so capable, Wonder Woman is so noble, Wonder Woman is so powerful that it's really hard to really threaten her. Maybe in an immediate sense, oh no, a tank. Mm. But in general, yeah. like who who is her antagonist? I think they're very clever in the movie where they talk about how Ares, who may or may not even exist, and may, Ares may indeed be the warlike spirit of man, yeah. is the antagonist. Her antagonist is a society that doesn't know what to do with her. Yeah. And so yeah. even though she's better than this, she mm. constantly has to grin and bear it and put up with crap. Yeah. And that's something that is wholly missing. That could have been the attack. That, yeah. that could have yeah. been the thing where she's so powerful, she has to be a secretary, even though she's a better secret agent. They did this in that Melissa McCarthy movie with Spy, which was pretty good. She was a secretary in the Justice Society of America. I remember comments. that. Oh, wow. When they formed the Justice League. Yeah. Or it was Justice Society at first. When Justice they first, Society, When yeah. they first formed it, she got to be the secretary. That, uh-huh. that was uh-huh. very big of the men to allow her that yes, position, wasn't it? <laughs> but like, but yeah, having to put up with all that Jeez. gives her uh, again. It gives it gives the show a theme. Mm-hmm. It gives her something to stand up for, and it also she's so capable. It gives her something to overcome. Yeah, constantly. Yeah, because mm-hmm. even even if she can overcome it with one person, she can't overcome all of society at once. Yeah, and that's the constant struggle, and that's so missing here. And the show needed it. Yeah, um, I yeah. Think. It's just it, glaringly. Absent. It needed so. Very many things. It, well, <laughs> m- more than anything, just as a piece of entertainment, you know, yeah. leaving Wonder Woman aside for a moment, it just it's just so drab. Yeah. The, yeah. the pacing is so slow. The characters are so dull. The dialogue seems to be read slow. Maybe I just watched it when I was tired. But no, it was, it was slow. It feels padded. Yeah. Like, like yeah. The, even the the actors seem to be slowing down yeah. the scenes, and and it like I was. Just sort of being, dr- and I watched this thing at like one a.m. So I'm like, please just get on. I watched on. it at seven a.m. this morning. And it's like, I understand. Please, please just get on with it. That <laughs> just as, as a piece of entertainment that requires energy and a sense of pace, it just has nothing. 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 And, which is bonkers because this was directed by Vincent McAvity, yeah, who has done. Every enjoyable thing you remember from Disney and Batman yeah. in the 1960s and 70s. Let's roll it down. He did okay. Herbie Goes to Monte Carlo. Yes. Ah. He did Herbie Goes Bananas. He did six classic episodes of Star Trek, including Balance of Terror and mm. Dagger of the Mind. Uh-huh. Yep. He was a respectable filmmaker. Yeah. Uh, maybe never hit it big, but very respectable career. Are you kidding? Career. He hit it huge yeah. in my well, mind. And you watch <laughs> all of his stuff. When yep. you think about the upper echelon, mm. okay, he was never Scorsese, but he was very successful. No, but he was Herbie Goes Bananas. He did not, things not that 
that were fun. It was yeah. written this by. This was not fun. It was written oh. by John F. D. Black, who co-wrote Shaft. Oh. <laughs> uh, oh. He wrote uh, several episodes of Star Trek as well, including The Naked Time. Uh, he wrote, uh, or I guess he's credited for the Next Generation. The Naked Time is the one where everyone on the on the they ship get the, the drunk virus. Yeah, everyone yeah. gets drunk. Yeah. Uh, uh, Sulu takes off his shirt and does fencing. Everyone knows that image. That's oh, from that episode. Yeah. There was a Next Generation oh, episode. Oh, do we ever? We so do. He also Which George Takei likes to remind people of a lot. <laughs> John F. D. Black That's also true. wrote The Unearthly. Oh, oh no, get it. Yeah, MST3K, one of the worst horror movies oh, ever. Wow. It had about some the, ideas. About the old woman who is oh, like yeah. testing out the, the new brain transplant. Brain. Yeah, yep. the, yeah. Once it puts her brain in like a hot woman's body. Yeah. Awesome stuff. <laughs> uh, he also developed the series uh, as I, well. I love yeah. I love those stories. I've seen that in a lot of science fiction horror movies. Like, yeah. I'm going to put my brain in this attractive young body because it, there's this weird organic reason to ogle uh-huh. it written mm-hmm. into the scripts. Like, yep. oh, okay, and now we're going to measure breasts because that's part of my plot. Yeah, uh-huh. there's a. It's and, about vanity. Yeah, yeah, Anne McCaffrey actually did one of her early novels um, was Restoree, where she mm. actually made fun of that specific trope because it was so popular yeah. back then. John Frankenheimer's love... Faces is yeah. fucking terrible. Yeah. I want to see... Oh, seconds, uh, sorry, uh, seconds. I want to see an inverted version of that story about a, a 21-year-old woman, model, bikini model, who is so ambitious that and she's like, nobody takes her seriously because she's so attractive, so she wants to transfer her mind into the body of an overweight 50-year-old man. Oh, wow. That would be great. I want that to happen. I want that to happen. I totally want that to happen. Like I, I don't. I, I'm not vain. I want to be taken seriously. I understand vanity is a problem, <laughs> so I want to be as unattractive as possible. I'm going to put myself in this ugly ass dude, and she has to troll for ugly men, and, and the, each man is not ugly enough. Like she finds something this? attractive about each one of these guys, and has to move on, kill him, and move on to the next one. Okay, eyes okay. without a face, too. Ooh. I love it. A face without eyes. Before we move on, I do want to say one nice thing about this show there's one thing that the show had that was totally awesome great theme music like this yeah. really cool waka chicka waka chicka theme the inter- music and they, they, they do the interstitials where the screen fills with stripes that was really yeah cool. that was yeah. kind of cool another fun bit of trivia about this before Kathy Lee Crosby got the role one person who auditioned for it was Linda Carter uh, who so, so one year later in the soup as it were one year later she was Wonder Woman and that show kicks ass Totally kicks ass. That show is okay. I just have to. We're, we're okay. not going to linger, but tell us about the show. Jen, All right, Jen, Jen is um, No, when I I was a kid in the seventies. Please don't do the math. Um, <laughs> and I had to. How does it feel to be in your mid twenties? Uh, so I don't remember. Um, no, so Wonder <laughs> Wonder Woman and Princess Leia were the two women that we had. That's it. That's all we had. Yeah, yeah. And uh, you know, as a little kid, I got to. I D- put Doctor Zira. <laughs> no, not not as much. Not, not the same much. thing. Dude. No, but I had the underoos. I had scotch tape around my wrists. And Everybody had I, those underoos. Oh, it was best my sister had those underoos. By the way, watch the commercial. It's so creepy. You could never do that now. It's kids dancing around in their underwear. It's really upsetting. Um, but anyway, like, we're not putting that on our Twitter no, page. Do not look at okay. that. Um, Un- underoos, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> uh, were it was a matching undershirt and underpants yes. set. Yes. And it was one of the very first uh, specifically licensed character products. Now yeah. that's what every product is now. Totally. But back then, yeah. Back then, when you got underwear, there was no licensed characters on it. Yeah. That didn't start until Star Wars, and underoos licensed superheroes and Star Wars characters. Yep. All of a sudden, you could get Yoda on your butt. Kids loved him. <laughs> Who doesn't want Yoda on their butt? <laughs> I can't believe I just said that. On your butt, um, I will be. But it was a really big deal, and so seeing this show as a kid introduced me to superheroes. Right before okay. I started reading X Men comics, that's mm. that's how I got into it. And I didn't watch it when I was a kid; it just wasn't on reruns. Yeah, I finally caught some of it actually just within the last couple of years. 
that show holds up so well. So much fun. It's fun. It's lively. It's yeah. fast. Like, we watch a lot of bad 70s television on this podcast. <laughs> yeah. And you get this image of what the 70s was. It's a bunch of, like, dreary and drab. Stern, rock-jawed men not acting. Like, that's kind yeah. of what Terrible we Terrible hair. Yeah. L- and, a lot of great character actor faces, though. Guys, yeah. that, yeah. guys that had a lot of whiskey in it their It looked crags. like they've been drawn. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Dick Tracy characters come to life. Yeah. But there were fun shows yeah. on TV. TV, just those were the successful ones. Yeah. And Wonder Woman is you could make it today with very few changes. Yeah. It was very effective. Like there the characters were bright, but it had that element of oppression. There was this sort of rolling your eyes at how shitty society was because it yep. took place mostly in World War II. Then yeah. they like brought it into the modern day after a while. Um and it worked great. Linda yeah. Carter was fantastic. Was it was it Lorraine Bracco who was the uh, Wonder Girl? Oh God, I can't remember. Donna Troy. Yeah, I think it was Lorraine. Do, Bracco. I think it might have been. Yeah, she's great. Yeah. Oh wait, wait. This was also around the time of Electra Woman and Dinah Girl. Did you ever see those, or was I that have, off to the side? Okay. I haven't I seen was those, off to the, I saw that as an adult. I didn't see that. Uh, okay, we're yeah. gonna get to that, by the way, because that was also canceled too. Soon. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But it, but it was, it was such an inspiring show for a little kid. Like I knew exactly how you turn um, one quarter counterclockwise, and then you spin around and around clockwise, and that's how you get your costume on. And it was so great. Was that a magic power? or Was she just changing really fast? She was changing really fast. You know, I don't know if I. Did she, did you have the costume in her pocket and was changing? The, okay, I don't think no you're supposed one can to question ever explain that. that. Like, if you watch Supergirl now, which mm-hmm. I do, like, I don't know where she keeps all of the clothes. Deborah Winger. De- oh, it was Deborah oh, okay, Winger. Oh okay. my god! And Queen Apollida in that series was played by Carolyn Jones from the Addams Family. Oh nice. my gosh! Yeah, because they did go to Paradise yeah. Island. They didn't call it the mascara. Yeah. But Deborah Winger is so amazingly like. I, I always know of Deborah Winger as like an adult, and she was playing adult roles in like serious motion pictures, yeah. like like five years after this. But she is such a teenager, yeah, and she is such a likable teenager in that show. Oh, She's so great. Oh my god! So then, uh, Wonder Woman in live action went on hiatus for a while. She showed up in other people's cartoons, mm-hmm. uh, and there was attempts made to make a Wonder Woman movie, notably most notably by Joss Whedon. Right, right. Patty Jenkins was also uh, in talks to possibly direct Wonder Woman around that time. That didn't happen, and apparently I that's why she got the chance to almost direct Thor The Dark World. Right. It's because they found out she was interested in Wonder Woman. Yeah. And I would have loved to have seen her Thor The Dark World now, because oh, Thor The Dark God, World's a yeah. fucking mess. Oh my God. Uh, I want to yeah. see anybody, I don't want to see Thor The Dark World anywhere. anywhere. No, no. <laughs> just, just, just take it out. So, it's okay. Just um, don't but, make And also, like, she, was, she was mentioned, Wonder Woman was mentioned in Smallville. It was, I think, mm. was it the final episode mm. where um, Chloe says... Um, that oh a, a woman of wonder or a woman who a, who a wondrous woman or Wonderful. something like that yeah and a man who is a bat or something like that because right. they, the character they couldn't use it. they wanted to put her in the show but they couldn't use it because Joss Whedon was developing the movie at the time they were very up until very Joss recently Whedon, they were what very a dick am I right well, that guy well, no, that was the studio no, the <laughs> yeah. studio was yeah. very serious because they had all these TV yeah. shows they were very serious for a long time until like just this last year or so yeah just, and making keeping them completely right. separate if we're using them on a TV show they can't be in a movie and vice yeah. versa that's why the Joker mm-hmm. couldn't be on Gotham yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so it was real, real yeah. weird. Why they couldn't? Why they couldn't say Scarlet Witch and Quicksilver in mm-hmm. Avengers: Age of Ultron? They had to like give them their just their real names, but not their superhero names. Yeah, it's, it's, weird it's, stuff. It's, Joss um, Whedon has ruined so. I just drag on Joss Whedon because his fans are so easy to bait. Uh, <laughs> 
He's done a lot of good and some crap. So let's let's. But uh, I still I'm, love I'm, him. He told me I could be the queen of Australia. Nice. So. You make a good queen of Australia. Thank you. I'm, I'm thank not you. A we have Australian listeners. Let us know how you think she'd do. I would love to be the queen of Australia. Yeah. Get, get your face on coins. Email us cancel too soon at gmail.com. <laughs> Uh, and oh then, no, I just saw your ego expand. Oh no. Oh no, I would be a terrible queen. Let, let your head, head deflate so you can get out the front door. <laughs> when Joss Whedon's Wonder Woman finally fell apart, uh, well, and this, Cox this has got to be like mid 90s when he's working on no, vampires? No, no, mid 2000s. Mid 2000s. I interviewed yeah. him about it like in the, like, not. Like in the early 2010s, so it really was pretty. So fresh. Linda Carter went off the air, and she was only in like a supporting player in cartoons, and that was it. Wonder Woman, yeah, yeah. Well, well on comics, obviously, she well, was starring yeah. in her own comics. Um, and then, yeah, and then a couple what, of mentions where here and there. Where did she go in the comics during this time? Everywhere, everywhere, and <laughs> she, she did whatever actually, she wanted. Was and like, what, what kind of character Wonder, was she in the mid 2000s? She was, she was pretty kick ass. Oh yeah, She's, they had established DC was big on this whole like Trinity element. Yeah, where Superman was sort of this voice of sort of positivity and good and Batman was this source of stern uh, seriousness and Wonder Woman was supposed to represent this sort of balance between them yeah. the hopefulness of Superman with the, the warrior nature yeah, of mind, Batman yeah, mind, and, mind body and soul yeah, yeah. Kirk Spock McCoy yeah, we've and seen she's and she, the, char- the character's been in print in her own comics except for I think it was like an eight, eight month period in the early 80s where she was out mm-hmm. of print other than that in print. consistently in print which yeah. is something very few characters can say very rare yeah. Uh, so it's, then uh, uh, they won't ever let a character go out of print ever. They just got to keep. Oh, that's not true. No, they, no, they, they do. They, they do they that do. all the time, actually. Oh, yeah. no. What are we going to do with Captain America? I got it. Cap Wolf. Let's <laughs> turn him into it. No. All right. I'm not even going to start that now. Not they get bored real fast. Oh. Yeah. That's just. Mm. Let's, let's, let's not mm. talk about it. He's that. a Nazi now. It's fine. It's, yeah. It's great. You know, g- given the number of Nazis in America, I think it's a timely. <laughs> the, one thing I'll say, the one thing I'll say is I suspect that. We're regarding the whole thing about making Captain America having him always have been a Hydra agent. Hydra is now directly yeah. associated with Nazis. Mm. Uh, wasn't always specifically associated with Nazis, but now it is. Um, I suspect that may have something to do with everyone thinking Trump wouldn't win. Yeah. <laughs> I think if he had won, I think we'd be a lot more ready to accept this as this sort of alternate timeline. Mm. We all know it's only yeah. going to last a year or two, and then it'll, everything oh, go God. back to normal. But now that Trump has won, it just feels like, what are you trying to... You, you try to kick us while we're down? Oh, God. You're just making Captain America a villain? Like, oh, you know, we feel no. bad enough about the whole Paris climate change what? thing. Come on. Oh, God. <laughs> so, uh... Day, day 130. Still crap. I don't crap. want to look at my phone anymore. Okay, so, uh... But Wonder by, Woman. By the time we got to 2011, Joss Whedon's had fallen apart for yes. whatever reasons. He was on to bigger and better things. And uh, uh, they had decided uh, to do another Wonder the Woman series. was 2012. So he Marvel was already was in working full swing. Yeah. yeah. Marvel was in full um, swing, and DC was still really focused on Batman. They only wanted to make Christopher Nolan Batman movies, and then after that was done, they were like, okay, then we'll do our whole expanded universe thing, we'll reboot everything. So this was the time to do a Wonder Woman series again, and to do it, they got mega producer Mm. David E. Kelly, who has created so many hit series, it's ridiculous, Uh, The Practice, Ally McBeal, Mm -hmm. Boston Legal, he also did a few Cancel Too Soon series, including one I really wanted to get to at some point, Snoops. Also, has Gina Gershon, and I love her. Uh, And and also, his specialty was the the strength and yet the uh, societal fragility of the modern working woman. That was sort of his Mm. shtick. And so it seemed like he would be a good fit for uh, Wonder Woman, even though his characters 
and I'm thinking of Ally McBeal in particular, are hugely neurotic. Yeah. Yes. Um, have you seen Lake Placid? Yes, I have. <laughs> I love Lake Placid. It's so good. Yes, indeed. David Kelly is valent. I, yes. I vacillate on Lake Placid, but... Uh, no, it's great. It, it's it's it, You know what? It's fond of me because it was the first review I ever had published. Oh. Yeah, I reviewed Lake Placid. It made its I, way into an actual new paper newspaper. We watched it again recently. It holds up real well. Kind of. It holds up well. It's a fun it, monster. It's movie. also really dated, but uh, <laughs> well. Speaking it, of which, Wonder Woman. Uh, so, so yeah, so we have David E. Kelly creating a new Wonder Woman uh, in sort of as a modern businesswoman in the modern age, uh, who is Wonder Woman. She has the leaping powers. She has not an invisible jet, but she has like this white She's got a stealth plane. Cool jet, but or, not yeah, an invisible. Jet. A, a cool little flying GB. It's really yeah. they would get to that and, in season uh, two. Of course, of course. <laughs> stealth. It's stealth now. She, she has the she has the lasso. Yes. Uh, uh, she doesn't have a sword though. She just has the lasso. No, and she doesn't use it for truth. He uses it for necks. Yeah. yeah. Just, yeah. There's, this, there's this weird bit but, where she constantly uses the lasso to tie up people she needs information from. Yeah. Uh-huh. So she like whips it around their neck, pulls them out, like, tell me where the lab is! And then they just she just shoves them into a wall and then walks into the lab because I guess she knew where it was already. Like, <laughs> she has the lasso of truth! You should ask uh, the thingies! She's played by Adrian Palicki, who mm-hmm. is actually kind of an excellent choice uh, because, you know, she she's gorgeous, tall, strong, uh... But can also play that David E. Kelly uh, neurosis slash vulnerability right. very well. Adrian Balicki has been on the edge of becoming a superstar for as long for so as I can long. remember now. She was not the problem with this. No, she was not. Adrian Balicki, if you don't know her name, uh, she's a mockingbird on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. She was in John Wick. She was in Friday Night Lights. She was in G.I. Joe Retaliation. She's uh, going to be on the new Seth MacFarlane Star Trek spoof, The Orville. Yep. And she's also had a lot of weird Cancel Too Soon series. Mm. She was in Lone Star, which you're trying to get to at some mm. point soon. Uh, she was in the Aquaman pilot, and she was in John Woo's Lost in Space pilot. Yeah. Wow. Yes. That was a thing. Jeez. Yeah. Okay. She was not the problem with this at all. No. She's quite good in it. Yeah. She's a striking well, so figure and she's very charismatic. David E. Kelly clearly came up with a brand new premise, because I'm guessing none of this is from the comics. No. So he, I don't in, think in he this, read them. In this I don't uni- think so either. In this I think they gave him the gist of it. Uh, <laughs> Wonder Woman is a public figure, and this is when superheroes began to change from being a cool secret you have to seeking fame. because yeah. It feels like a reaction to Iron start, Man. Starting with Iron yeah. Man when he... In, and at the end of Iron Man, there, there was no plan for a sequel. There wasn't an expanded right. universe at that point. Just, yeah. it was going to be this fun thing. Like, you know what? No secret identity. And that's something they've had to run with now. Nobody has secret identities anymore. Yep. So Wonder Woman has no secret identity, but she also does. <laughs> yes, <laughs> so which we makes have, all the sense. We have Wonder so Woman weird. as a very public, visible, well-photographed superhero character who yeah. fights bad guys in the streets. Mm-hmm. But she's also, and everybody knows that she is also, the CEO of a gigantic corporation. Themyscira Industries. So, sure. Or whatever it is. That's so, it. Yeah. That's so she's, it. she's Wonder Woman, and she's also... Diana Themyscira, that's her last name, Mm -hmm. and people know that she has this dual identity, including her inner circle, and they talk about how she has to balance being a high high powerful CEO and being a superhero. There's word on in the news about how they're the same person. Mm-hmm. Everybody knows this sort of double life she's leading. It's like everybody already knows that Bruce Wayne is Batman and Batman is Bruce right. Wayne. And, and she's a vigilante. Just... They consider her a vigilante. So, yeah. mm-hmm. And she's they know and where she, she operates is. outside yeah. of the law. No and one arrests her. No. no one has any problem with her make, mm-hmm. making action figures that profit off of her own yeah. popularity. Okay. Can I just say something here? Mm-hmm. She that's one of, that's like a major plot point of she's talking about how you we're not and marketing making... my tits. Yeah. And I, I'm, her, the problem is the action figures are two bucks. They've got, and okay, like that's. But they got her in an outfit, which is 
pretty revealing. Right, okay, so know? yeah, that's the thing. So if you're trying to say, hey, I'm wearing this outfit because it's the thing that's going to sell the dolls. And you you know, anyone who knows me knows how I feel about, like, overly booby Mm-hmm. Um, action figures mm-hmm. and what busty women can't be superheroes. Busty women can be sexist? superheroes. I, <laughs> but, mine yeah. are not small. I'm perfectly willing. Judging to from action it. figures, only busty women are superheroes, right, and right. that's a problem. And, for and it's mostly that they defy gravity. Yeah, that yeah. they don't. That's not how they're boobs big, round, work. and high up. I had know. a whole discussion with a well-known um, video game designer and comic book guy do, yeah. who did a video game together about when I first started about boob oh, physics and they, how they that's, don't animate the breasts. They, they, they had them up there, bouncing yeah. up and down independently of each other, and I'm like, that's <laughs> not how that works. And they asked me to jump to prove it to them. Oh and I was my like, God. Go find a woman whose breasts really? you regularly see uh-huh. and ask them oh to jump. God. But I will not. No, I swear this is right when I started. I, that's I'll tell horrifying. you after who it was. Um, but Get on this trampoline. Yeah, but then if you're going to oh. say, like if you're going to mock this and you're going to make this a plot point that mm. you're going you're gonna to say, all right, let's talk about the way women are depicted as mm. superheroes and dolls mm-hmm. and all of that stuff. And, and if that's can't... Impor- important to her, that the way she's seen. Right. And in fact, vanity is a big theme of this. Then you can't put her in an outfit that looks like it comes from a very bad porn. Yeah. <laughs> you cannot do that. Her outfit I, sucks on this. It, it, it really does look like one of those This Ain't Wonder Woman triple X things. Yeah, it's all, because it's has, so shiny and mm. the particular colors are so bright all, that they don't make any although, sense. Although, you can tell they were trying to fix the colors because yes. when you see the pilot, mm-hmm. it's not actually complete. A lot of the special effects aren't finished. Yeah. And you can see the caption of what the special effect is supposed to be in words yes. on the screen. Yeah. And you can tell that they were going to turn her sort of powder blue pants into more dark blue pants. Yeah, and the problem like really... Like they were going to color correct it in post. Yeah, but the problem really was the shininess and like the cheap fabric. And the other thing is, if you're going to fight... I had this whole discussion last night. If you're going to have to fight in a bustier, it has to be one that holds you in. Those things are traditionally to shove your boobs up. They don't <laughs> stay in. You can't... You can not really breathe normally. Mm-hmm. You can only breathe from your from your chest and not from your diaphragm. Yeah. I have can't worn them in over. a lot of shows. It's very uncomfortable. <laughs> but, but the problem is, if you're going to have it... So and you can see, and this was one of the things that they released a, a little video of her running in that first scene mm-hmm. where she's fighting. And you can see them sort of flopping all over the place, and it's hard to keep them in. And I'm like, I'm sorry, if you design a superhero costume and you're fighting, you are not going to do that. Which is my uh, issue with so many superhero if, costumes for women. If I mean, the the, the Marvel films have been <laughs> you know what, okay? have been right. pretty <laughs> good about this. There's a lot yes. of a lot of plastic metal, which I really hate. But yeah, uh, but it is much. They're, they're trying to make the really ridiculous costumes, which look fine in a drawing. Look, kind kind of natural. Like they may on exist an in the actual human world. world. Well, yeah. we interviewed on our other podcast, the B Movies podcast. I think it was last year. We interviewed mm. Colleen Atwood, who yeah, actually did the designs mm. for the Flash and the yeah, one, we, one we, and we Supergirl. This. Yeah. yeah, and that was one thing. So it has to look practical, but it has to evoke the classic look. Yeah, they come really close actually. And I think on the page, like if you just drew this and you couldn't see the fabric, mm. the the design with the pants and the stars down the side, mm. it's actually a pretty classy look for Wonder Woman. The, I, yeah, I, the, I, the design. I, I remember isn't, seeing. Yeah. Her wearing a costume, she's not moving. She's just sort of standing there, and yeah. I thought it looked fine. Yeah, but, but then as when a you woman, see her moving around, and you get camera yeah. angles like down the chest and stuff. See, and as it a, starts to look a little. Well, adorable. as a woman who has um, 
not small boobs. <laughs> uh, I have, uh, like, and I just know that, like, as soon as I saw her even standing still, mm. I'm like, those will not stay in that. They okay. just they yeah. will not stay in that. You can use that. a gallon of spirit gum. Yeah, those there is no in. amount of spirit gum that's going to hold those puppies in. And because if it were higher, if it was like the Wonder Woman costume in the film, if it were higher up, if it were more structured, mm. but that looks like the plastic Halloween costumes you get for, like, twelve ninety nine, mm. And that kind of fabric is not, like, the, the, the movie one, it looks like it's leather. It looks like it's mm-hmm. some sort of reinforced it material. It looks practical. Yeah, this material would not hold anyone in. I don't mm-hmm. mind the pants. I really don't. I know mm-hmm. a lot of people do. Yeah. I don't mind the pants. It's just that they were like plastic. Just here's what I. Here's if, my if question like about the stre- pants. Stretch pants, freedom of motion. That's yeah. fine. You can yeah. actually, you yeah. know. Spider-Man pants. Uh, here, <laughs> my, my question is this. Why halfway through the show mm-hmm. does she go off to fight a whole bunch of dudes? And a cool fight, actually. Sure, the fight's sure. actually pretty yeah, badass. I'll give them that. Uh, all of a sudden, she's been wearing pants, and now she's in the bikini or the or the bathing suit version. Because dolls need a second; they need a change of outfit, or you yeah. can't make as yeah. much money. Okay, that would actually be a fun idea if she constantly if you had joked new outfits. About that. that would actually sure. be pretty. What I will say is, I didn't need the upskirt shot of her jumping no. in that action no. sequence. No, that like was spread legs. No. That was no. terrible. That was really tasteless. Yeah. Yeah. If, I, I, I'm, um, if I were the seriously, if I were the actor, I'd be like, I'm not doing that. I'm yeah, it's no. really I'm terrible. No, look up like, crotch. She might not have known. That might have been the that might have been. That might have been. Yeah. She's like, I can do a split. This is totally cool. I also wanted to point out something that I don't know if you're not really a fan of the comics you might not know, Mm -hmm. is that her assistant is Etta Candy. Yeah. Etta Candy has been around in the comics for a very long time. Etta Candy's also in the movie and hysterical, but yeah, she's Etta, great in the movie. Yeah, but Etta Candy <laughs> oh, played, played is played by uh, what's her face from Shaun of the Dead. Yeah, yeah, and she's she's name, awesome. But, yeah. but um, but so Etta Candy in the comics is a companion of Wonder Woman. She she shows up very early. Well, a lot of her companions are called the Holiday Girls because they mm. go to this mm. college and they. They're normal-sized women. Etta Candy is always big. She is a large woman, mm-hmm. and she's funny, and she's sassy, and she's awesome, and she's really smart, and she fights. Mm-hmm. And this woman is just, like, she doesn't crack a smile once during the entire no. episode. No. Oh, and I'm no, like, yeah, that, that is not Etta Candy. I don't care what she looks that's like. That's not something I would have picked mm-hmm. up on. No, yeah. but she's, but she's just odd adaptation. dire. Like, she's yeah. just miserable. I like the actor, though. Uh, yeah. She's played by Tracy Thorns, who's on Love. She's yeah. in Cold Case, Death Proof. She's on Again, Wonderfalls. Not and her cover at some fault. Point. No, okay. yeah. Actually, the cast is really great. I want to yeah, run down the cast is. real fast. Uh, in addition to uh, Adrian Pilecki and uh, Tracy Thorns, uh, we've got Carrie Elwes <gasps> as Henry Johns, who is Wonder Woman's like vice president or something. The he's guy who basically adorable. tells her we have to do all the business stuff. Yeah, yeah but he's, he's cute he's, he's when like, he does it. He's like the first officer. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, like, and he has even at the end, he's got that very sort of sweet, like, bumbling. I'm kind of your dad. Kind he's of an feeling. MVP. He's yeah. an MVP of this. He told one. me as you wish once on the carpet. Oh my oh. god, that's awesome. I'm never getting over that ever uh, for the rest of my life. Steve, I, I'm just gonna get, ask him to saw off his foot. Steve <laughs> Trevor. Steve Trevor is played by Justin Bruning, who has been in a lot of Cancel Too Soon series, yeah. like The Messengers, Ravenwood, Ringer, and he also starred in the 2000. 2008 short-lived reboot of Knight Rider. Uh, yes. The detective <laughs> that she works with a lot, which you'd think would be the Steve Trevor character, mm-hmm. but it's, there's a LAPD detective she Future works with. Future Love Triangle. Uh, played by Ed Indelicato, played by Pedro Pascal, who Game of Thrones fans will remember mm-hmm. as Oberon Martell. Yeah, that was actually kind of cool. To he see. was cool. Yeah. Uh, we have Senator the, Warren. The, the charming Latino cop was like such a, a common character yeah. through a lot of TV and movies still, at this time. Yeah. Still. Still, yeah, still yeah. yeah, watch Lucifer sometime. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. Senator Warren is played by Edward Herman, the Sen- great Edward, Edward Herman. Herman. Senator Warren? She's in this? <laughs> <laughs> 
Edward Herman from The Lost Boys, yeah. Gilmore Girls, Edward, Richie Rich and Annie. You, you know Edward Herman. You've He's the best. You've seen him in everything. Um, here's, here's a little, a, a small role. Uh, Willis Parks is a character who, at the beginning of the, it's actually a pretty good opening for a show. Yeah. Because this guy, and he comes home to his family, and he just got his college application. And it's really it's sweet it's and genuine. open it, and he opens it, and he gets into college. And then he starts yeah. crying blood and collapses. Mm-hmm. And he's played because by. Because he's what so, happened to me. Because he's so happy. That's the, that's sure. the meaning of that scene. But it's real tragedy, and it really gets you on board. Like, oh, man. Yeah. Like, it's actually a good opening. Yeah. And then you just see, like, when Roman chasing some guy, it's something to do with it. On paper, it's okay. Yeah. Uh, he's played. <laughs> Willis Parks is played by B.J. Britt, who would go on to co-star with Adrian Pilecki in Agents of Shield as Agent Triplet. Yep. Oh, all right. Yep. He's also on Pitch, which recently got canceled, yeah, and we're going to yeah. get to that soon. Yeah. Oh, and then yeah. um, Elizabeth Hurley. Oh yeah, and the villainess is played by Elizabeth Hurley. Who's who, what's kind of cool? She plays Veronica Kale, who was set up for a while in the comics to be like Wonder Woman's new arch nemesis. Yeah, and then they kind of forgot about her. Well, mm. they've done that a lot. Wonder Woman does not have a great rogues gallery. No, she really doesn't. Um, yeah, I mean, she's, she's got Ares Cheetah. and Cheetah. Ares and Cheetah are really the main ones. She's got one called Egg Foo. Like they're just Egg Foo is one of the most embarrassing horrible. characters in comic book it's history. So it, it, excuse me, wait, wait, stop, stop. Egg foo. Egg foo. Egg foo is a giant egg with a racist Asian caricature face yep. who is a bad guy. Yeah. And you still read Wonder Woman comics, why? Uh, that Egg foo hasn't been around in a while. You, uh, you, you go back far enough into like any character who's around no, in the 60s, there's oh, some yeah. embarrassing shit. So bad. Oh, yeah. 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 So bad. Yeah. yeah. Remember, yeah. remember when Batman was like a zebra and he like like right on the backs of missiles and stuff. Remember when Superman had a power that let him shoot a smaller, more powerful version of Superman out of his hand? Like yeah, yeah he could shrink himself. No, he couldn't shrink himself. He just shot it out of his hand. It's, you know, that was a thing. It's a Superman power. That's a thing. Yeah. Yeah. Why isn't that in the movies? That's going to be in Justice League. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 But, like, they basically had to use Ares for the movie because they, unless oh at some point, hopefully, there is going to be a Wonder Woman 2. I would so hope hopefully, so. Well, considering how well it's going to do well. It's going to do well. Do oh, well. yeah. So yeah. I have a feeling the, the, that. The positive buzz is a little off the charts right now. Yeah. yeah. And Cheetah would be hard to do, but Ares was like, the, of all of her villains, well, it kind of. Well, it could have been Ares, but it. could have just strife. Make, we'll, make up another villain. We'll talk yeah. more about. Let's, before we move on to the movie, uh, there's still a couple other things I think are worth unpacking about well, the David E. Uh, Kelly. We didn't version. even get to the full premise yet yeah. because she's a CEO. She's also Wonder Woman, but she has a third identity, yeah. which is kind of the, the the original wrinkle and something I've never seen in any superhero comic before, where she has three identities. Because uh, Moon Knight had done that. Yeah. Okay. Maybe so. Yeah. Uh, All right. But in order to sort of live an ordinary life and sort of taste what it feels like to be out of the spotlight and keep her humanity, she has Di- the Diana Prince. Yeah. Identity, where she is just a regular person living in an apartment with a cat and makes her own meals. And is trying to kind of establish her own connection with the ordinary human being. Yeah. Which she doesn't really get to do. No. Well, I imagine as the series, if the series had gone on, that was something that would have come up more and more and more. But it is such an odd premise because it feels like everything's overstuffed. Do we need three identities in this? Yeah, and also, you can't tell who that is. Well, she has no interactions with anybody. Yeah. Yeah. It's basically... Well, she wants to be alone, and I think that's kind of interesting. But here's what she does. Here's what she does to be alone. Oh, in order to be alone, I have to have a third identity as Diana Prince. Oh, really? What are you going to do in that spare time? I'm going to hang out alone in my house. You could do that. 
anyway. Yeah, you can yeah, have she, a cat. But she she couldn't because she's always surrounded by her business associates. Then have she another house. To, she needs to vanish, yeah, you vanish guys for a little go bit. Home what we have here, I want to be alone like, with my cat. Consider the Fortress of Solitude. Right. You know, where Superman needs to go just to decompress for a while. Yeah. Like, I'm Superman, I save people all day, I need to rest he for a while. He has a man cave. She yeah. can have a woman's cave. So, she doesn't need another. He doesn't have another identity at the Fortress of Solitude. His man cave is a fortress in the Arctic, all right? It's not just a room in his house. Okay, it's a really big cave. It's true. It's a very big cave. It's a big ice cave. That's literally what it is. It's kind of an interesting idea that her Fortress of Solitude is an ordinary L.A. apartment. But I don't see why you need another identity in order to have that. It feels like what David E. Kelly is trying to do. knows where she is. She can do that anyway. She's rich. There's the internet. She's rich. She can do whatever the hell she wants. She doesn't want to be rich for that moment. Then she doesn't. Don't spend any money. Here's my thing. Here's what I feel. Interesting idea. Here's what I feel. I feel like he's overcomplicating a very simple allegory. That's for sure. What he's got, what he's, his interpretation of Wonder Woman Mm -hmm. is Wonder Woman is a contemporary feminist celebrity. Yeah. Yeah. She has to negotiate aspects of celebrity. Jenna Bush. Let me, yes. (laughs) But let me finish. She has has to negotiate aspects of celebrity that are often distasteful but come with the job. Uh. She has to do her job. She has to do the job of maintaining her public image which is also a job and then she also has to feel normal. I don't think he needed to literalize that. I think you look at a lot of celebrities who have normal lives by keeping to themselves. A lot of people like go out in like some sort of costume. I remember when uh, Steve Martin did that movie My Blue Heaven a lot of people didn't recognize him because he doesn't have the white hair. Apparently that's what he would do when he wanted to go outside and not be bothered. Like there's that you go out in a little bit of a disguise. Mm. Sunglasses, whatever. You could just do that. Yeah. You didn't need to overcomplicate this. You're putting a hat on a hat. <laughs> yeah. You don't, need, I, I, you don't need that other hat. I, I appreciate <laughs> the approach. And uh, if if it was established that she had some sort of system for yeah. going out in disguise and mm-hmm. you know going just grocery shopping, yeah. that would have been enough. Totally. But yeah. you know they they actually wanted sort of her own little world where she could kind of monologue. And I, I understand you know we wanted visual variety. We wanted something where the character had a space where there was safe where she could like sort of talk to herself and philosophize. I understand why they did it. But if you're going to have a superhero TV show where there's also a high-powered identity and there's also rivals and there's also villains and there's also Wonder Woman leaping around and also a mini white jet where she flies it around L.A. and lands on Hollywood Boulevard to fight people in front of cameras... That, I mean, that's too much for even a feature film. Yeah, that's it. Doesn't I'm fit into far minutes. too much for yeah, just an hour long TV series. Yeah. Also, does it, um, unless you're going to do it like yeah. Law and Order, where there's going to be three acts and each act takes place in a different like if right. it's really rigidly structured, then you can do that. But you're this not going to do that with a superhero. That's too arch for a superhero show. Yeah. Does it strike anybody as well that Wonder Woman is pretty flip about? like the criminal justice system yeah. like there's a scene where someone literally says <laughs> yeah. I believe in the American criminal justice system and she rolls her eyes the mm. opening bit yeah. is her chasing down a bad guy stabbing him in the neck with a syringe in front of the cops mm. pulling out his blood and says I can't give him to you he'll just get a lawyer yeah, and I'm like lawyer up I think he should <laughs> yes and then she tortures him. him she tortures him as well to get information yeah. no, while if, the police are waiting outside knowing they, that's what she's doing if this was happening in the 90s when there was a lot of deconstructionist stuff going on right, it would it would, it would have made a little bit more sense. But not but in 2011. 2011? You yeah. know, when, yeah. you know, this is on the eve of the Avengers, The Dark Knight Rises came out this year, superheroes are already big business. Yeah. We can't do deconstructionist yet. Yeah, no. Uh, I mean, I guess we had Logan, but... It's also we, super we weird to... that David... And I know he's not a fan of the comics, so you can fucking tell. Oh, but, yeah. like, it's so weird that he would go out of his way to make several plot points in his pilot episode mm-hmm. about Wonder Woman trying to find information about people.
people, and instead of using a lasso of truth, which he has, <laughs> they even yeah. refer to it as a lasso of truth yep, it is said. in the pilot, she just tortures people. Hmm. Yeah, well, you know. Dude. It's more fun. I will say this, Elizabeth Hurley's good in this. That's true. I Although, like her a lot. I love Elizabeth Hurley, and I, I mean, bedazzled, you guys. <laughs> she's, very, but, she's very good in that. She's not but she's good in that. She does have this thing where she walks and she does the model bounce, and mm. every time I see it, no matter what she's in, I'm like, dude, just walk. <laughs> just walk. Come on. I've known dancers and I've known models, yeah. and it's not something you can turn off. Uh, the, I the, the used to dance. Dancer, I do not bounce walk. You don't bounce walk, but you, don't. you, you have the graceful step. Thank you. All right. Graceful one thing, bounce walk another. It's such a, and it's very specific. Watch Austin Powers again and just watch her bounce walk. It's like, uh, she's, it's so funny. How, I'm done now. How are, are, did you, did you remember <laughs> yeah. the remake of uh, t- uh, Planet of the Apes, Tim Burton's Planet uh-huh. of the Apes, where they cast uh, Stella Warren, uh-huh. uh, who was a model as sort of the, the jungle woman, and yeah. there's a scene near the end where she has to clamber over some rocks, and it's like the most awkward thing you've ever, like, she doesn't know how, <laughs> yeah. how to step on an uneven surface at all, and her, her wrists are bent outward, she's like the most dangerous. <laughs> Oh gosh, it's embarrassing. It's upsetting. So yeah, if you're gonna cast a model, cast them in a part like a model would be comfortable with. Don't put her in like a jungle bikini. Don't make her clamor. I'm trying to remember. Don't make her scramble over a rock. By 2011, Uh. was it was the Notebook already a cliche? Because there's a scene in the pilot where like, oh, how do we show how do we show that she's lonely? Okay, we'll have her watch the Notebook and cry. Uh, yeah, which was that already no, a cliche? It was a cliche immediately. The okay. Notebook was a go, go-to romance. I still haven't seen it. Amazing. Someone ruined the ending it, for me. Oh, it's so not it kind of yeah. I don't have it as any desire. It, it is it is the Nicholas Sparksiest of the Nicholas Sparks. And, oh. it's, I, and I, I what about not, not, even mean, Safe Haven? Like, like oh, yeah. Safe Haven's pretty special. Two years later, oh. people started talking about the Notebook as it was like the end all and be all of, of romance. Yeah. It's like no, what? Why that one? No, I feel about the Fault in Our Stars. I'm like, yeah, it's okay. The Fault in Our Stars is becoming this new thing. Like, it's okay. It's, it's, it's fine. Could that please be the spectacular now? Yeah, you by know, the way, people it? still think that the love story between Padme and Anakin is a big thing. And I'm like, no, that's horrible. That's not a love no story. One that's horrible. That's, even at the time, we were rejecting that. God. I hate this. We're There's a whole like, generation that's watching, of... Uh, that's watching two fax machines flirt. It's like there's no <laughs> chemistry there. It's really interesting because we're getting to this point now where there's a lot of original tr- of uh, prequel trilogy apologists. Yeah. And they're talking about how, like, oh, you just don't get it. It was like a big metaphor. And like, no, we got it. It's just really it's badly terrible. done. <laughs> but yes. regardless, I think there's a lot of people saying, "Oh, well, we grew up with it." And I'm just like, "Dude, I was there. Good? You know, what? I was there. The kids were not into it. Like, I, I knew parents who were said we could not get our kid to sit through the new Star Wars yeah. because they were so bored. Too much. Stuff. You know, I. You know what I grew up with? I grew up in the early '80s. All yeah. right, that was a golden age of crap on television for kids. <laughs> yes, it, it was. was all garbage. Every last bit of it. <laughs> I'm not going to apologize for one second. For the yes. Transformers, or for He-Man and the Masters of the Universe, or for Inspector Gadget, or Rainbow Bright, or any of that crap, because it, it was all garbage, guys. Every Robotech, last bit Robotech was pretty good. Ro- Robotech was from Japan. Robot- Robotech animal. holds up pretty well, though. I like she okay. but ironically. Yeah, okay, That's fair. <laughs> Jason the Wheeled Warriors, shut the fuck up! <laughs> I don't want to hear any any of your apologies for any of uh, Shut up, Thundercats! Stop <laughs> asking for a movie! It needs to die! <laughs> There's five Transformers films. They're all bad because they're based on a bad idea. I like the It's toys. all terrible. The toys Stop are fun. it. I had sound So don't wave. apologize for how much you loved something as a kid because it's all garbage. <laughs> <laughs> I know because I know from garbage because I had the worst garbage. 
<laughs> I was tempered oh, by garbage. We didn't even have the good garbage in the 70s. We had nothing. We had <laughs> crap. Jason the Wheel Warriors. Man, I'm so sorry. Jason hey, the Wheel Warriors had 65 episodes, but it was one season. Oh. You know what we're never wow. going to do on Cancel Too Soon? <laughs> Jason the fucking Wheel Warriors. We get 1,000 subscribers on Patreon. We're doing one, Jason the Wheel Warriors. You know what? If, if we can quit a day job, I'll do Jason the Wheel Warriors for you because that will be my job and I will happily brave it for you. Until then, it's a whole new podcast. <laughs> Was the Adrian Pilecki Wonder Woman canceled too soon? Uh, Do you want to see more of that? No. No, God, no. 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 I would love to see her as Wonder Woman. She, yes. If you, like, take, if I was like, take the same cast. Maybe, maybe maybe if you're there, but mostly the same cast. Yeah. That's a good Wonder Woman cast. Yeah. And then you just get rid of David E. Kelly, who's very talented, but this is not his group at all. Whoever did Smallville, get that guy. No. Oh, no? see, I no. love Smallville. I did not love Smallville. Okay. Smallville. I didn't like that Smallville what, what, was basically is... Monster of the Week, and then it never really progressed, and the Lex Luthor thing then got ridiculous. It was, but I started in season four, uh, if, so. I, okay. I, I, I've, only, four I've only caught snippets of Smallville, so I actually yeah. don't know what I'm talking about, but <laughs> it okay. seems like the tone of that show was what you need for something like one. Certainly more so, It would yeah. be harder to do that tone now, because I think you'd have to go a little darker, which I hate to say, but I think, yeah. But still, but I... No, I don't... I don't want a dark Wonder Woman. Smallville didn't come out of an era of superhero television. Smallville came out of an era of teen soap opera television. That's what it was responding to. That's the whole aesthetic of Smallville is Dawson's Creek with Superman and less masturbation. Like, that was what (laughs) that show was. (laughs) But David David E. Kelly was clearly trying something a little bit soapier, and I wouldn't mind a soapy Wonder Woman. It's fine. That's not something that would... Undo the character. Wonder for me, Woman as a businesswoman, I could buy that. Yeah, totally like it's, it needs to be done just, better than this. Just not badly. No, we, I'm trying to remember not like the '70s one that kind of undid the character. I'm yeah. not interested yeah. in that Wonder Woman, yeah. but I am interested in this Wonder Woman. So mm-hmm. what we are saying is that, with the exception of Whitney and Who's Afraid of Diana Prince, just because you want to see a whole episode, mm. none of the Wonder Woman series no. were deserved to go on more than one. No, one episode. No, no, no. We had got what we okay, good. And, and yeah. even Who's Afraid of Diana Prince, I just want to see behold as a camp object more than anything. I don't really Fair want enough. to see. Yeah. I'm not wouldn't get involved in that as a dramedy or a comedy. Dramedy, drama or comedy. Fair enough. Uh so, uh but now we have a Wonder Woman movie. Yes. And we've just talked about all just, the many ways that people have failed to bring Wonder Woman to mm-hmm. life and and now they just uh they did the big screen feature film treatment and yeah. they, they yeah. took a a really well-worn origin story kind of movie that we've seen multiple times in the last decade. It's very classical. And uh, they just sort of did that with Wonder Woman. And it works with Wonder Woman because that's kind of the movie that people, I think, have always wanted. Yeah, and I think part of the the reason that an origin story works with Mm -hmm. her is because I think a lot of us who watched the show as a kid, Mm -hmm. who've read the comics, like, I love the scenes on Themyscira. Like, I've always Mm -hmm. loved that. I'm a huge Greek mythology fan, and I just Mm -hmm. see, being able to see that was really cool for Mm me. And, I mean, also, like, I don't know about you guys, but this was, Wonder Woman's been a really big deal for me. And so when I went to see the first screening, it was about a week and a half or two before the um, premiere, I was sitting with uh, a friend and I was like, I'm not going to cry in front of anybody, but I, <laughs> but I didn't expect it. I don't, I'm not a crier at all. Were they also a Wonder Woman fan? Um, it was, it was Silas Lesnick, who I'm sure oh, yeah, every, all our Lesnick Also from most crimes. Yes. Who, I was the only person in Hollywood who was not invited to no, that No, I wasn't. He brought me with him. Oh. Um, <laughs> he, no one asked me to be their plus one. Well, but I, 
You deserve to be there. Don't you okay. dare guilt You deserve Jenna to be there. No, 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 no. <laughs> I'm not guilting Jenna. I'm guilting Hollywood. Okay, oh, okay. all right. But it was, it was really, like, I didn't, I didn't expect it to happen. Like, I didn't know if I'd like it or not like it, but I did not expect it to happen. But as soon as I saw her start to fight, I was like, oh, my God, I'm actually seeing this. This is happening. <laughs> there have been, what, 142... Um, superhero movies and eight of them have starred women and there hasn't been one in 10 years yeah. so this was a really big deal and and it just like the whole her whole origin story to see an island full of women that were being portrayed as powerful mm. st- like they I mean these were muscular women Robin mm. Wright is just ah she's so <laughs> she's amazing uh, one of the most brilliant moves in the Wonder Woman movie is casting Robin Wright yes. if you would ask me hey who should we cast to play like the most badass of all the Amazons. And she's got to be an older woman. Like she can't be young. So I'm like, okay. I don't know if I would have gone Robin Wright, but my God, she's perfect. Perfect. I would have gone with Connie Nielsen, who's also in the movie. Who is also, yeah. Perfectly fine. In fact, why wasn't Connie Nielsen Wonder Woman? Because she's, she's too old. I mean, wh- wh- you wanted to be younger. Why? Because it's a young, it's a that, story about it. They want many, many films. And it's also a coming of already fifty. And it's also a coming of age yeah. story here. Yeah, well, I that's, suppose, yeah, I suppose so. That's part of it, and I, I think that like, because then you always have to have someone older than Wonder Woman to play her mother. So mm. yeah, um, of course. I mean, you need someone to play her mom. Yeah, Connie Nielsen's great. Judy Dench is still working. Yeah, Judy Dench can play anything. She <laughs> Judy Dench would be badass. Um, I'd love to see her jump off a horse and shoot people. Yes, I would really love to see Helen Mirren would do it. Oh, she'd do it. Yeah, she'd do it twice. Saying, you know who's convincing with a bow and arrow? Helen Mirren. Yeah. Totally. <laughs> yeah. uh, but I. But there's something about like when they're the first scene when you see all of the Amazons rushing onto the beach to fight. Mm-hmm. That I was like, I'm going to sob now. I just I can't believe I'm seeing this. This is strong women, and they're not being sexualized. And yes, having, and huh? having seen it twice. Mm-hmm. I can definitely like because this is that was a really big thing, and I'm going to see it again opening night um, because I want them to have my actual money because yeah, this is so important good. to me. But I but seeing this, like there are subtle things like you can see that Antiope mm. has a partner, and like mm-hmm. and and it's been said that yes, of course women are together mm. in these in. I mean, on Themyscira, I mean, Why wouldn't they be? Yeah, like it was... There's no men, and they've been there thousands of years. That's going to happen. There's dialogue to the effect of what good are men, you know. Yes. Women can pleasure one another just fine. That's true. And uh, do it ourselves. Wonder Wonder Woman did just come out as bisexual in the comics. Right, so Uh, it's... So why not? Yeah, so, but it's just so, it was such a huge thing for me because no one was, no one's ever done this before. If there is a woman, like even in the the series, Paradise Island, it's all these lovely women sitting around with harps and things, and it's... Mm -hmm. So it's and basically then, a male fantasy, a straight male fantasy. Off, yeah. yeah, yeah. And so this is this is a it's the, it's this the, is my power fantasy. This is like kick ass women. It's, it's no longer Castle Anthrax. No, it, yeah. it's significant that a woman is directing this yeah. because a, a woman isn't even thinking to do that type of objectification. Right. Yeah. A, a right. male director, no matter how feminist he considered himself to be, would still throw in the cheesecake because yeah. I think that. You know, painting on the side of the bomber image, that sort of uh, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, uh, the pinup uh, pin look for Wonder Woman is kind of part of that character's identity. Yeah, and it, whether or not it is or not, or whether or not you could argue it is or not, that's something a male director would have succumbed to 
you know, m- almost even subconsciously. I think the yeah. first time that having Patty Jenkins direct this and having these women fly through the air and wear outfits that are practical for fighting, yeah. rather than yeah. just revealing, right? And and truthfully, uh, it's not uh, apart armor from those, because those goofy tiaras they're all wearing. But uh, <laughs> I want to wear a tiara. They're fine. I will say yeah, this: they I block their vision. The they're first like those time, horse blinders. The first time know. I had ever seen, I think, an action sequence with a woman kicking ass that wasn't mm. overtly sexualized, mm. uh, just by its construct, just yeah. by its nature, yeah. was last year, and I didn't even, I couldn't even process why it felt so different. <laughs> it was Holtzman in Ghostbusters, yeah. where mm-hmm. she is in a jumpsuit, and she's just kicking ghost butt, yeah. and, and there's the licking yeah. the guns, but that's for her. That mm. is not for you. That yeah. is, there's just... Her being awesome. Yeah. And I, I knew there was something different about that sequence, and I couldn't put my finger on it. And then someone wrote about it, like, this is the first time uh-huh. I've yeah. seen a woman kick ass, and it wasn't Spartacus sexualized. Spartacus did it a lot. Sparta- and, oh, yeah? and there was all the sex Spartacus. in Spartacus. I mean, yeah. all the sex, all the naked. But super porny. But when they fought, they mm. fought. There was no sexuality about mm. it. It was just kicking ass. And, mm. and one of the things that you even see, um, and people have seen this in the trailer, when you see her walk out of the, um, the foxhole, yeah, yeah. and mm-hmm. you see her walk across the battlefield, you get the shot of, look, there are her boots. There is the back of her costume. Mm-hmm. There are her arms. But it isn't shot in a way that's sexualized. Yeah. It's, she looks powerful. Well, she looks strong. This is her identity reveal. Well, that's that's the thing. And that's what's yeah. so brilliant about the construction of that is for, basically, since she leaves the mascara, she's had to cover up. Yeah. She's wearing a cloak or she's wearing a, 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 a pantsuit. And then finally, she's on the battlefield. This is where she lives. This is where yeah. she wanted to be. This is where we wanted to get her. Yeah. And then she finally just, it's not prurient. It's not, here's some leg. Yeah. It's, I get to throw off the yoke of all this bullshit and just do what I was here to do. And Patty Jenkins plays that so well. The music swells. The the cinematography is clean. The action is clear. It is a hell of a thing to do. Just like we have been, and they sell it really well. Like we've been trapped in this foxhole for like six months and we've never moved an inch. And and she moves them in a minute. Yeah. And here's something I love. She's the leader of a team. And uh, I, I think that's really fortunate. I think because... Quite frankly, I think Gal Gadot is, uh, doesn't have a lot of uh, charisma on screen. See, I, I think she I think, does. I violently disagree I, with that I statement. I think she's really charismatic. I, I think she... she I, they're so, I, I'm just picturing other actresses who just have so much more spunk than she. I think she's good at sort of that stately steeliness, but she doesn't have a lot of... Uh, I don't think Wonder Woman is spunk. In, I think she's stately steeliness. Yeah, yeah. It, Oh, and she's got humor. Case, she's, like, she's very funny. Yes, but it's, it's a drier humor. Yeah. I like it. I yeah. think I think it's an effective take. I think uh, you wanted something different. I, I think they were going for something different, and I think Gal Gadot wasn't capable of providing it. Um, I think there are other actresses who could have done better. I think point. there's um, such a delicate balance being that, done with her character between yeah. fish out of water jokes, yeah. with that, and they can never be condescending, and they never yeah. are because it would have been real never easy are. to do that. Yeah, and real easy to do that. It's got to be a fish out of water, but that all of that humor has got to come from a place of objectivity and righteousness, mm-hmm. and she can't, and she also can't be sanctimonious about it. Yeah, yeah. Or we'll, or we'll find her just sort of off-putting. Yeah, like just why as a would you like? How do how do women fight in this? Like how do they, when she yeah. looks at the corset, mm-hmm. it isn't like oh this is this is yeah. That would be it's off-putting. Just, no, yeah. seriously, like, how do women fight it? Is this what's ar- what hmm. passes as armor in your country? Like, it's not... She's... She's really asking. She, she is the movie's straight character. Yeah. 
and yet she is the comic relief. Yeah. That is a really tough balance to, to do, and I think Gal Gadot does it. Yeah, I do too. Yeah. And it's it, it's sort of interesting. They've got a character of Etta Candy. They've got her in the spirit that she, like, that. that's what she was in the she's comics. Great. She's fantastic. And she does it, and she's like, yeah, I'll fight. And she comes in, yeah, like, it's it's really, really good. I don't want to spoil anything. Um, yeah. You also have a female villain. Which is not the only villain, just one of. Yeah, one I of the really villains. like the villains. There's Doctor yeah. Poison and there's General Lutendorf. And yeah, this is played one of those. By Danny Houston. He's so great. Yeah, they. It's interesting. I think some people. His, his head is a fist. It's just awesome. <laughs> I've heard some people say that uh, you know they wish the villains had been I don't know quote unquote better. Mm. Uh, I think there's a there's a well, decision the, superhero movies make. Who's more interesting, the heroes or the villains? If the hero's more interesting, you're going to see less of the villain, and the villain maybe won't be the scene-stealing Bond villain, Batman villain of yore that we're used to. And I think that's okay. I think what we have here are two villains who are played by very good actors. They have really funny chemistry together. They do. I love it when they kill people and they giggle about it. Yeah. It's really funny. (laughs) Uh, And yet they represent something really potent, and it's very clear, and that's their job. And their job isn't to steal the movie. Their job is to represent something. And I think they do and it's job. very, very much on the nose with what's what's happened recently too. It's mm. which is seeing it the second time. It was really difficult. Um, and I do want to say that when I came out of the um, screening, you know, it was a bunch of journalists. When I came out of the premiere, I was also tearing up, which Aww. is weird for me. But but I did, and I watched. I walked out of there, and every woman I was with. And all my girlfriends who ended up being there, all of us talked about it. Or all of us are wiping our eyes after because all of us are like, "This is." I'm seeing this. What would this have meant to me at seven? Mm-hmm. No. What would this yeah. have meant to the the guy friends that I had who were also seven, yeah. who would have seen a strong woman and not just constant like arm candy and yeah. it mm-hmm. imagine a Supergirl was so this good. Th- this, yeah, this movie. Yeah, is... the movie. The, mo- the yeah, show yeah, was yeah. brilliant. The, yeah, the, the, the movie show, but... has its charms. It's not a good movie. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the, what she represents is incredibly important, especially right now, especially in the sort of the current landscape of uh, superhero movies, especially the Marvel movies in particular, which are all about war yeah. and how great it is to be a soldier and how important it is to be a soldier. And she's a soldier, yes, but it's a her ethos is about spreading love and stopping war and not yeah. in that mm-hmm. war to end all wars sort of way. Yeah. Uh, I think that's really important yeah. in this movie and I think that we finally get a superhero movie about that uh, is stirringly moving in a lot of ways. I, yeah, um, I will say this. You wrote a good editorial about that concept, about the mm-hmm. idea of Marvel's state of perpetual warfare and we started seeing this, I, this is one of my problems I had with Batman v Superman where at the end mm-hmm. Superman dies, Batman finally feels inspired and then he's like, and now the real war will begin. I'm like, like oh, the, whole, the point is to end the war and like, yeah. yeah, she's a warrior, she fights so that we don't have to fight anymore. Yeah. That should and, be the reason. Yeah. That, and that's communicated not just in dialogue and the themes, but also in the action. I think uh, we see her committing acts of violence, but it never glorifies in the violence. Yeah. She's not enjoying herself. Yeah. Which mm-hmm. you see in the Marvel movies all the time. Blast! Ha <laughs> Look, his head exploded. Yeah. Let's get some ice Yeah, cream. though she does have you know, moments it's... where she smiles, but the smiling always... And it happened in Batman v Superman, too. Mm-hmm. The smiling happens not when she's killing someone, mm-hmm. but when she's like, I get to fight. I get to use uh-huh. what... Because she's been mm-hmm. taught on Themyscira... She's been trained as a warrior, but there's been no war, so she's never seen it. So Mm -hmm. you also see her go through the foxhole and see 
women and children she, she's suffering. She's been to do this. Yeah. And, now, yeah. and she's, so she's seeing, like, why can't we help this person? Why can't we help this person? Which is a very naive view of war. It's mm-hmm. almost childlike. Yeah. We're like, why can't we save all the puppies and adopt all of them? Which I still yeah. want to do, by the way. And I love, I don't want to ruin how, I love that they <laughs> right, challenge that. there's 10,000 puppies yes. that all need homes right all outside. Can live Take with them all me. I do like that, that, need that to they kill an elephant every morning to feed those puppies. Oh, God. I do like that they at least, that they do challenge that in the yeah. movie. And that yeah. they do basically yeah. just say, yeah, yeah that, that doesn't actually work. Yeah, that's not yeah. how this um, is. I, I think that smile, though, I think the one of the, again, I think Batman v Superman is, is a very badly made movie. Yeah. In a lot of <laughs> not, not there's my, a couple of favorite. things, there's a couple of things yeah. I like about it, like Batman's costume looks good. That and one Gat- Batman fight. He kills well, too many people. I don't like that. I don't, that that's, I, don't, I don't care for that perspective. It's murder Batman. Yeah, there you go. Uh, if you can accept that, fine. I don't know why you'd want no, to. No, I don't. Right, but that, that, uh, whatever. If you, that's your yeah, Batman, you took, okay. took issue with my use of the word murder earlier, but okay. <laughs> well, yeah, but that's not war. That's Batman just being <laughs> Yeah, that's people. true. He's just murdering That's not war. No, I like the Batman. Batman just shoots a guy and he explodes. Why? You could have figured something Batman else out. You're Batman. Guns. Why? He Batman's a lot of guns. Well, he's always had guns in the movies, but uh, but Gal Gadot was was really one of them. And there's a moment where Doomsday like throws her into a wall, and then she smirks. Yes, she that. likes being challenged, and yeah. I like that. There's yeah. this. There's not. She's not demure. Not that there's anything wrong no. with being demure. No, but we've well, seen enough there, of that. There, there is if you're Wonder Woman. We've yeah. seen again. It's, it's she finds issue. joy in the battle and the challenge. There's an issue again. It's an issue of representation. Yeah. We haven't seen nearly enough of this, and just finally have it. And we've seen people try. Yeah, like the Underworld movies tried. Try. The Resident Evil movies tried. They failed yeah. <laughs> so bad. Yes, they did. Bless, they bless everyone involved. Didn't work mm. to see someone knock it out of the park like this. Yeah. Like, this movie could have been a three-star movie, and I think we'd all still be singing its praises yeah. and saying, well, good job. Let's yeah. still, they'll, yeah. they'll get it, do it better next time, maybe? Yeah, but this try. is a really good start. Right. Right? And luckily we have Fucking a, awesome. Luckily we have yeah. a three-and-a-half-star movie, so it's, uh, it's terrific. I would say four, I have quibbles, but they're all quibbles. Like, I think there's too much My CGI. My are very yeah. small. I'm not a huge that. fan I've, of speed ramping, but I think she does it better than Zack Snyder does. Uh, uh, the, uh, the, I just think she doesn't stop the movie to I, do it. I the movie the, keeps right, going. Right, yeah. you the, know, like. the middle three quarters of this film is pretty impeccable, and I, and I really love it. I think... You said you really like all the stuff I with Themyscira. I love the Themyscira stuff. I, that stuff all got rubbed me the wrong way. I thought oh, it was this weird that. mythology the that they were doing I don't really know badly. Why there's an armadillo. <laughs> the armadillo is funny. I like. I, it wouldn't make me laugh. I like that there's an armadillo just because. Well, there's got to be just something <laughs> weird. Why did the I feel like just one what? weird thing what? that we don't explain. Uh, so. It's a joke. Why was it there? I want the armadillo to have like some commentary that. track. I, Yes, it it wasn't as bad as the Asgard stuff in Thor, but it gave me that same feeling. Like they're they're trying to present this really weird mythology as if it's natural, and they're not doing their job and making it feel at all natural. See, I I loved Um, it, and I loved the way that they taught they did the history, which you and I think the visuals were kind of cool, but I I feel like they rushed. They were giving me too much mythology in one spot, and then not tapping into that. Well, I will say all the girls Um, that I talked to after mm -hmm. loved that part, and I don't know Mm -hmm. if it's one of the reasons was because. Because it was so powerful and so moving to see all of these women fighting. I think that's. I think there's that, but I also think there's this issue, and it's a character we don't see a lot in mm-hmm. stories, which is we see a lot of fantasy stories, yeah. sci-fi stories. Mm-hmm. Luke Skywalker, you know, on the farm, not allowed to fight, desperate to prove himself and have an adventure, and then he finally does, and how satisfying. 
I've lost track of how many male characters I've seen do that. Yep. I am struggling to think of one female character. Yep. Yeah. Like, yep. maybe Quest for the Camelot. Yeah. Like, there's not a yeah. lot. They're actually yeah. everywhere, but yeah, they're in, like, crappy kid films yeah. or, like, like, supporting characters that are badly written. A there's, big, there's no well-made movie yeah. with that quality. Spend half an mm. hour in her environment, in her mm. home, where she is told of adventure, she is told of fantasy, yeah. and then she gets to go out and have that. Yeah. I think you need to stay there for a while in order to sell it. I think they do a good job. I feel they they either needed like another ten minutes there or mm. knock it out altogether. Like it was a little awkwardly. I would have been happy to go back. And the, been fine. and the climax, as soon as the, like there's a big reveal at the end of the movie and everything after that, it's like, oh well, I've seen this a hundred. Let's just okay, just settle in, wait to the end of that, and then we're good. I, I would have been nice if there had been boring as hell. I don't know yeah. about boring. I think it would have been nice if it was if it had been handled with a little bit more originality. Yeah. I will a also a little less CG. People yeah. weren't just throwing boxes and knives at each other. Yeah. In the yeah. of a that was a little disappointing. Scene. I also there's also uh, bookends in the present day, which don't really detract unless, like, you just like, oh, I didn't really want to be reminded of Batman right, Superman right now. they don't feel necessary. They don't feel necessary, but they don't actually hurt anything. No, no, they're no. Just, they're just well, kind they're, of superfluous. They don't really have anything to do with the There's this weird bit. And, and, it, and, it, uh, and introduces this element there where she's immortal, I guess. She can't die or age, but that's not ever really spoken aloud in the movies, and it's not really ever well, explained as and part it, of who and she and is. But just, part that's of, something we just have to accept. Well, I think also the fact that whether or not she can die is still... Uh, because... Some of the Amazons can, whether she's, she's obviously different, she's made from clay, there's Zeus, like that didn't mm-hmm. have, the other Amazons, it's a slightly different, mm-hmm. so she may have different powers than the other, she clearly has different powers than the other mm-hmm. Amazons, so we don't know if she can die, and we don't mm-hmm. know how quickly she, because she did age from a child to an adult, so she did age mm-hmm. at some point, we don't know how long that took. That's true. They've yeah. been there for many, many, yeah, many, like many, 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 many years. Yeah, like that could have taken millennia. Like we have no idea. That's a good so point. She, if they if they had addressed that sort of the way time mm. works in her world or the way she ages, I think it I might think be that better that better. they don't though because um, it. I think well, the, I mean, if, if you're immortal, it's going to affect the way you live and the way you communicate. Yeah, but she can communicate that even in like little visual ways. In those but I think the whole point great. is that like we don't because part of the problem is if you if you state clearly that she's immortal, then no one can kill her, mm-hmm. and that means that doesn't matter who you throw up against her, she's going to win. And you can't really have that if you're doing an ongoing story. But we establish as well, and I think there's, I think there's different levels of immortality. Like, we think of vampires as immortal. Right. Like, unless there's a stake through the heart, or unless there's right, sunlight. Right, right. You don't die well, yeah, unless was, certain stuff happens. I was gonna happens. say, it's right. like, she, she can have Highlander powers. She's yeah. immortal right. unless X happens right. to her. Right, Amazons yeah. can be shot and killed. Yeah, yeah. they but can die don't... violently, but right. they don't just get old. But we die. don't know if she will. Like, we don't know if that's a power that she has or not. And yeah. I And also her powers kind of change through the, the film so we don't really know mm. what yeah, yeah. and that's but a yeah. little frustrating yeah but once you say someone's immortal like you mm. that's the, what's the point of throwing anything at them at this well, point well you yeah. just you have to come up with different challenges and I think screenwriters aren't talented enough to really come up with those challenges well I think the other thing is if you know you're going to be doing like nine films it's it's really kind of mm. hard because like you've seen it with Marvel and I, I love the Marvel movies but I you have seen that like mm. You've got the stakes so high when you start that you have to keep topping that and topping mm. that and topping that, and there's a certain point where you're like, like "Good God, well, just the per- oh, and I think they're much. starting to pick up on that at Marvel. I think they're I think starting so to realize too. that just threatening a planet, right. it only works in the abstract, and the there stories has to be need- more character. Well, yeah, I don't care 
how big the action is. I care about how big the journey was. Right, right. So even though I wasn't the biggest fan of Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2, at the very least, the climax is about, you know, dealing with your dad. Yeah. <laughs> it's not necessarily all about, like, this big superpower fight. It's basically oh, yeah. fighting your absentee dad. They had to tie that in, that the Earth would they explode. They did. Well, there, there's other consequences beyond those characters. But that but wasn't what we saw. We the, saw the yeah. dad battle. And again, you know, World War One is at stake in this movie, but we know World War One ended. Right. So and we know we're only, close to it so right there's now. only so much of a stake. So what it needs to be is Wonder Woman. It's almost like the Fifth Elements storyline about mm. losing. Yeah. They, it's like they tack it on to the last five minutes. Well, yeah. This is the whole movie is faith in humanity. Yeah. Is it earned? Can it be restored? And I think they do a really good job. And I think it's a hell of a lot better than any other live action Wonder Woman we've ever Yeah. Had. And what causes people to be evil or. Yeah. 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 Um, so, yeah. Wonder mm. Woman. Was it canceled too soon? <laughs> the movie? No, it's keeping going, and I, I'm so glad. Good. So good. I want to see more. I really I do. I will continue to see it. You over know what? And if, over. if they keep on making them like this, I'd be okay. Even, yeah. Even though you know the structure is super duper familiar, uh, it at least worked on its own merits. Yeah. And uh, I'd rather see this than the previous three films, which all stunk to high heaven. Yep. Mm. Uh, it's averaging out at about twenty percent at this point. So maybe they can raise their batting average if they continue on this tack. Just yeah. get Patty Jenkins to do them all. Just, can she just direct all of, all of it? Just I'm fine give it with to her. Just, give her all the I mean, movies. Zach, yeah. Zack Snyder, you know, he left the series because of, you know, for personal reasons. Yeah. And so they need somebody to step up. Why not Patty Jenkins? She can do it. I, I would be happy give to. Give it to her. Jenna Bush, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you thank for you, having me. You've been great. Thank Jenna, you thank so you. much. Jenna Bush is the greatest person ever. Yes, just I about. love you guys. Y'all, we well, love you too. And so, thank God. Second greatest, I'm married. You were one of the first people. <laughs> third greatest, I have a kid. You were right, one of the first people we asked to be on the show. Right. And, and it's, it's taken over a year. It's been 49 episodes, but we managed to make it work, and we're so glad. <laughs> uh, me too. Uh, Jenna, where can people find you? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Jenna Bush. It's B-U-S-C-H, like the beer, not the president. Um, I, seriously, I still get Twitter for th- things yeah. from my dad, who's the president, my father's lovely and not the president. Um, you can find me on Legion of Leia, Legion of Leia, everywhere on mm-hmm. social media. Mm-hmm. Um, all of the Psych Geek books are out in the psychology section of Barnes & Noble on Amazon. And um, I will be at D23. I will be at Comic-Con. I will be at Kamikaze. I will be at all the things. I will be at Comic-Con as well. Hopefully we can we can meet up. Yes. And hang. Oh, I'll be dressed as the Adrian Palicki Wonder Woman. So. Nice. I That's am a deep cut. so looking forward to this. <laughs> That's a deep cut. Just please send me it. a picture. Uh, we. <laughs> I, I need some special belts for that one. <laughs> We are Cancel Too Soon, and you can subscribe to us on iTunes. Uh, we are on uh, Twitter at CancelCast. I'm at William Bibiani. I'm at Whitney Seibold. Uh, we have email. You can email us. This is a very, very long episode. Normally we read emails. Uh, it's almost two hours. Uh, so we, you can email us, Cancelled Too Soon. That's canceled with one L, uh, at gmail.com. And you can send us your suggestions for other shows that lasted one season or less for us to review. You can send us questions, your memories of these Wonder Woman shows, and and, uh, whether or not you thought they had any potential. I'd love to hear if you do. (laughs) Um, And uh, also, really, really importantly, we are on Patreon. Yeah. And we need to keep plugging this. <laughs> so I keep forgetting to do it. Because we, um, we, we uh, yeah, we're on Patreon, and we're giving you stuff if you give us money. The, okay. way, the way it works in America. Page, so, Patreon.com slash cancel too soon. There are three different tiers. Uh, uh, all, I think, somewhat reasonably priced. And uh, you can uh, vote for future episodes of Cancel Too Soon. We do one poll every month that dictates the uh, episode we do next month. Uh, we do a bonus podcast called the Cancel Too Soon Monthly Movie, in which we do TV movies and miniseries. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have exclusive video reviews. We just started reviewing Twin Peaks, mm-hmm. which you can only get if you subscribe on Patreon. Uh, we're going to be—we have uh, merchandise.
merchandise to offer. We have Google Hangouts to offer. Uh, we have we haven't, a we haven't prize. Done any Google Hangouts yet. We, we just launched, so <laughs> we we're gonna get to it. We want to. We, will do Google we don't want to do one right away because we want people to enough people to sign up. We don't want to like. We want to Google Hangout with just you. We want to yeah. <laughs> We want well. We just want to give everyone a chance to sign up for a bit. And I know some people don't sign up for things until like the new paycheck comes in. So we'll probably do our first one in you know, late June, early July. We're gonna yeah. do we're gonna do four a year minimum. Uh, but we're also gonna give you swag. We have uh, t-shirts available, designed by my wife Michelle Lapis. Nice, and she is so great. Me and Whitney is Mad Balls and our fabulous new cancel too soon. Again, again, the William Bibiani t-shirt looks great in yellow. And the uh, Whitney Seibel t-shirt looks great in purple. You, that is not a requirement. That is not a requirement. But you, you can, can pick choose a whole the bunch color. Of colors. Yeah, you can choose whatever color you like. Uh, get, anyway. get one in each color and wear one every day of the week. Oh. Yes. Oh. And again, and we, we guarantee are... you will get laid at least five times from five different people while wearing those t-shirts. <laughs> I guarantee in writing. Guarantee, not guaranteed. <laughs> <laughs> guarantee, not guaranteed. <laughs> And uh, offer, next week, offer void in all fifty states. Next, <laughs> next week, or at least next time on Cancel Too Soon, because we're going to do a big one. Uh, it's our fiftieth episode, uh, and after much debate, mm. we are going to be doing mm. Battlestar Galactica, the original <gasps> Battlestar Galactica, followed by mm. the spin-off series oh. Galactica nineteen eighty. <laughs> and we're going to try to bring a special guest in for that one as well. Uh, schedule permitting. Schedule permitting. So uh, we have a lot of work to do because the first season of Battlestar was really long. Oh, uh, so thank you very, very much. Come back for that. We have a lot of cool stuff coming up. Weird shows we've discovered, like Terror Vision, which is one of our more popular episodes already. Uh, and more classic shows and obscure oddities. and Horror, horror anthology from Lifetime. Oh, Serious. So yeah. weird. Oh, I have gifts to show you. Uh, and uh, that's... Uh, gifts to show you. That's a wrap, folks. We'll see you next season. <laughs>